here. Test. One, two. Sorry about that. Uh, I had the speakers on the wrong uh, thing, and then I had the, my microphone for some reason defaulted to the wrong place. So I apologize. Hopefully you guys got to hear the uh, intro there, but if not, share this out, share this out, share this out. Welcome. This is Orion Rising. I'm your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. I apologize for, like I said, uh, right there, my microphone wasn't working, and uh, I don't know if the sound works, so I'll have to double check that in a second as we go. Because um, we have a technical difficulties, whatever reason, right? Okay. So. I want to do the commercial here first. First, I'm going to test to make sure that we are actually having sound here. Uh, now that I had to run through and test everything and reset everything, which was really odd, right? From <clears throat> for I was testing stuff before. Hold on, I'm going to double check here. All right, so my microphone is working, so I apologize for that. I was going through and testing stuff because I'm going to be playing the Law of One again. I wanted to make sure that you guys could hear the audio. Uh, and because of that, I had to switch a few things up uh, as far as video and audio to get it to work. And um, then for some reason, when I went to go live, it defaulted to the wrong place, right, for the microphone and for the speakers. So I'll have to go back and see if you guys heard the uh, – uh, I'll do a test here in a second for – well, I want to make sure that I can hear it and you can hear it. Um, I'm pretty sure that's going to be fine. But I don't know if you guys got to hear my music uh, coming through at all for the intro. So it might have been dead air for most of the song. I apologize for that. Okay, so share this out, share this out. Like I said, uh, we're going to be live today. We're going to be talking about the law of one. I have my camera off there. Let me turn my camera on and then uh, take this thing down so you can see me here. Right, got the law of one up there, right, on the in full screen. Let me pull that down and that way you guys can see me. There I am. On camera, if you guys can see, I have the microphone in my hand today because I got to put it near the speakers for you guys to hear it properly. Because uh, the way this whole weird setup is with uh, having the speakers that I have in, uh, in StreamYard, I can't get it to default to a microphone because there is no internal microphone. So I have to have a microphone uh, near the speakers because this bass unit, even though it's a, a pretty badass bass unit as far as um, strength, is kind of old. So we will be doing the law of one. I'm revisiting, you can see on your screen revisiting the law of one i started in 2017 it took me two years and 10 months of fridays to get through the entire thing we are starting over because my vibration level is in a completely different place than it was then and now i have more information uh that will be coming to you from the law of one than i did originally and i'm sure in five years uh, i'll probably end up going hey we gotta go back again because there's even more information that i figured out you know what i'm saying you guys should be doing the same thing and rereading all of the uh, different uh, uh, scrolls in the Law of One and the Emerald Tablets of Thoth and the Hermetica and all of that stuff, the Bibles, because each time you reread them, you're going to find it's going to be different things. So I'm going to go back and full screen here uh, with this because you guys don't need to be looking at my ugly mug, right? So I'll put that up on full screen there uh, so you guys can see that. And uh, uh, like I said, we're going to be starting uh, the Law of One again. So check it out. It's going to be kind of cool. Jen, hi. Welcome. If you guys are in the chat or are in the show, listening to the show, say hello in the chat so I can see that you're in the crowd. I'm broadcasting in three places on the MP4 file, and then I'll be broadcasting the MP3 file across the rest of the planet uh, in just a moment, right right after the show is over. So those of you who are here uh, on one of the MP4 files where you can see what's going on, you guys will have the benefit of asking questions. Right. I know, Reese. Right. Welcome, brother. Looking forward to this. Right. So you guys will be able to ask questions. So a lot of questions that I know some of you 
had from before when I did the law of one and you never got to ask them live. And you've been asking me over the years since I got done doing it, these questions and we've had conversations, you can now go further that and go back and revisit that as well. Right. Uh, and questions that you didn't get to ask. So it's going to be kind of cool. Like I said, share this out. I haven't shared this out. I'll be doing that in a second. Once things get going, I'll be a little bit more hands free and I'll be able to actually share it out to a couple places myself. Uh, but if I do it too much, you know how the algorithm is. If we all share it too many times, we get put in jail, right? Okay, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and start. Well, I got a couple of commercials first, okay? I want to I wanna go back to uh, we just did this live uh, 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 show for the Equinox on June 21st and 22nd, uh, which you guys can see the videos for that and listen to the audio for that wherever it is you listen to an MP3 file. Uh, podcast. And if you don't, uh, and if you can't find me, uh, go to one of the places like, uh, you know, like uh, um, iHeartRadio or or uh, uh, what's the other ones? Uh, Apple Podcast, Apple Play, um, those places like that where it's uh, there because it's a big uh, company. Uh, and then you could, or uh, if you have a favorite app that you use, you can go to uh, Orion Rising, one word, no no spaces, O-R-I-O-N-R-I-S-I-N-G dot Podbean, P-O-D as in David, B-E-B as in boy, E-A-N dot com. And uh, that'll take you to, uh, to uh, Podbean, to my, uh, uh, po- my podcast, and the RSS number is there for you to uh, copy you can take it to your provider wherever you like listening to mp3 uh, podcasts and you can paste it to to your provider and their app that app that you use they will accept that because they don't want you leaving their platform to go to another platform to listen to a podcast so they will then allow my podcast to go live every time i put a podcast up you'll get a notification if you follow me uh, that I have a new show for you to listen to. That way you don't have to tune in uh, to the MP4 file just to watch the show. You can listen to me talk and don't have to look at my ugly mug. Okay, so I have the, the banner up for the, for the show, and I want to acknowledge all of these people. I don't have names for this. I just got this from Jacqueline who put on the, the production. I was just somebody who went live for her and produced uh, live stuff, and all of these people did the same. So these were the global ambassadors that helped out or participated or were speaking live uh, during the two-day event. They were either live, as you can see, there's a musician, there was bands there in uh, Canada, and those of us around the world that went live and broadcast that and conversations include all of the people that you see on the screen here and the next picture that I'm going to bring up. Uh, but I'm leaving it up there long enough for you guys to kind of lo- some of you know who these people are. Uh, and most of these people, I know who they are, but I don't um, have a list of names. She didn't have time to put all their names together. But here's another page of uh, the Global Ambassadors. Also, there's a bunch of other faces that I'm sure most of you out there are familiar with. Those of you that are on, in fact, my picture's in there, my ugly mug's in that one. Uh, but those of you who are on the MP3 broadcast, I apologize because there's, what is that, two four, five, so, you know, five, 10, 15, uh, 19 plus this side, another five, 10, 15, 20. So 39 people uh, were either speaking or um, playing music or doing rituals 
uh, and barbecuing and that kind of stuff uh, during the, that two-day event. So I wanted to give them uh, some credit. I don't have their names or we'd run the credits. I'm going to hope to get that for you and run the credits for you on next week. Now, also, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I am the creator and owner of Ancient Aliens Worldwide the uh, page or the group and the page on Facebook, which is the largest ancient aliens UFO hunting uh, format for those of you who need to look up or want to look up uh, inf information about UFOs and about disclosure. And if you want to participate and also contribute worldwide by uh, bringing information to us that we will put up for people to read. Uh, and uh, I also produce, uh, you know, people from uh, the TV show and then had something to do with that. And anyone who is uh, in the industry as a UFO hunter from around the world. And on July 1st, you can see on your screen here, and I'll read this to you for those of you who are on the MP3 broadcast, there's going to be an exclusive video or exclusive, I'm sorry, live interview with Gary Osborne, whose book, as you can see on the screen right there, and I'll put up a, another copy of that in a second so you can see it a little bit better. But Gary Osborne is going to be on Ancient Aliens Worldwide, the, the group on Facebook live at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, or uh, yeah, it's actually Pacific Daylight Time now, uh, Pacific Daylight Time in the U.S., that's 2 p.m. East Coast Time, that is uh, GMT, 7 p.m. GMT, and if you're in India, it's 4.30 a.m. on Saturday morning, and if you're in Australia, it's somewhere around the same because uh, it's no, it's actually uh, night for you in the UK and Australia as well. Uh, I believe it could be it could be the next day because India if India is the next day, then it's about five o'clock for Australian time or something like that on Saturday. So it's going to be an exclusive interview, uh, and I hear tell just today that it's going to be more than one interview because of the content that he has actually i can't put up the other stuff on the screen yet because that's stuff that has to be shown only live because it has to do with uh, if you guys aren't familiar with gary osborne uh he's he's uh going to be talking about uh the rendlesham forest incident uh and we had peniston on the the uh, the gentleman who uh was the witness er uh, we had him on a few months ago. You can go to Ancient Aliens Worldwide, the group, and you can watch it in the videos. You can see the exclusive interview with him from last year. Uh, and now this is a gentleman who was writing a, a book about that and more. And he's going to have an exclusive interview with Mandy Wilson, who is the curator and director of Ancient Aliens Worldwide. Uh, she's going to be doing an interview with him, and that's going to be an exclusive and it's going to be July 1st, Friday. So you guys might want to tune into that, okay? So, all right, so all of this out of the way. Wait, let me turn that off, and we'll go back to the law of one here. Uh, all of this out of the way. I know it's uh, 12 minutes worth of commercials, but it's necessary. I wanted to thank all of those people who participated in the in the uplifting of the energy on the solstice that was put on for Jacqueline with that global ambassador event uh, that I was partaking in. And then, of course, um, plug the commercial that I'm producing for uh, the group that I own and operate over on Facebook that has three, almost 300,000 uh, global members, and it's the largest group on the planet. All right, so with all that out of the way, let's get into the law of one now and start talking about this craziness, right? If you're into spirituality in any way or, you know, 
or aliens because this is that as well. This is what ties all of that stuff in. You know, a few years ago, we started saying aliens, 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 go now go meditate. People were like, what the hell is that about? So we had to explain to them how all of that is incorporated into one, right? So some people don't even want to know about that, and that's okay too. So let me give you the spiel on this. If you didn't read the uh, description of this uh, this episode, back between 1981 and 1984, a group called the LL Research Group I think it means love and light, but don't quote me on that. I've never asked them. The LL Research Group, using a form of ESP that's called channeling, reached out to the universe to see if there was anyone out in the universe besides people on Earth, and they they uh, got made contact with an entity that is not just a single body or a single person or a single mind, but a complete species, a hive mind complex, an entire species thinking as one calling themselves raw. You're going to hear that uh, directly. And I'm starting from the beginning. You can go and read along in the books if you have the books, or you can go to lawofone.info, I-N-F-O, and you can read along with the transcript, which this is pretty close to the transcript. When I first started the Law of One, I used to bring up on separate monitors this transcript, the book, and this, and I would tell you the differences. We're not going to do that this round. If you want to find that, you'll have to go back in my archives and find that in the in the uh uh, in the in my archives, okay. So Denise, welcome, um, and um, Reese, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's tagging people, right? Leon Feely, get in here, right? Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and start this. It's really going to be at the literally the beginning when they make first contact, uh, and it's organic. So uh, you'll see, even like it'll say 90 second pause, two minute pause, stuff like that is was left in this version that we use from Muffy Moose. Um, I think it's Muffy Moose or Muffy Mouse. I'll, I'll, I'll look on the on the screen here in a second. Hold on, let me go over to the other monitor here, uh, and uh, see. I actually have that up in full screen, so I can't tell either. But it's either Muffy Moose or Muffy Mouse uh, on YouTube. They've been gracious enough back then to let me do it, and hopefully they'll keep their stuff up this time. Otherwise, I'll have to you know get the book uh, and go you know from there there and uh, put it to computer and do it that way. That won't be a problem. I could do that. It'll probably be easier for me with this microphone and speaker jazz the way it is. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and start. Finally, right? We're 15 minutes in, but I'm going to go ahead and start. So uh, you guys have any questions, like I say, just uh, ask the questions. I'm monitoring the chat, and I will stop periodically to explain things, and I'll stop for any questions that you guys have to get a clarification or anything. And you'll understand that if you've read The Law of One, you understand what I'm talking about. If you haven't, uh, it gets kind of confusing because the language that uh, Raw uses, uh, you know, he comes through like a, a nuclear scientist because, in fact, Don, the questioner, is, in fact, a nuclear physicist. So he uses a language, and it's coming through Carla's voice, his wife, who's doing the channeling. But on this, you're going to hear an English-speaking computer <laughs> that is going to be reading the Law of One to you. Uh, and uh, at first it gets kind of annoying. There was a few times when I was high when I just couldn't take this voice. I was like, fuck, it's freaking me out, man. I can't listen to this right now. I'm too high, right? So I had to, like, back off of that and not be high while listening to it. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, the English, uh, the, the you'll see when I start playing it. It's, it's just, it just kind of freak you out if you're on dope, or maybe it was just me that day, right? Okay, so let's go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and start this. Let me put the microphone over here so you guys can hear it. I'm going to press play, and like I said, I'll stop and talk about it when I need to, and if you guys have questions, I'll also stop and, and answer the questions. So here we go. I am Ra. I have not spoken through this instrument before. 
We had to wait until she was precisely tuned, as we send a narrow band vibration. We greet you in the love and in the light of our infinite creator. We have watched your group. We have been called to your group, for you have a need for the diversity of experiences in channeling which go with a more intensive, or as you might call it, advanced approach to the system of studying the patterns of the illusions of your body, your mind, and your spirit, which you call seeking the truth. We hope to offer you a somewhat different slant upon the information which is always and ever the same. The Confederation of Planets in the service of the Infinite Creator has only one important statement. That statement, my friends, as you know, is, all things, all of life, all of the creation is part of one original thought. We will exercise each channel if we are able to. Now, I wanted to start, stop right there because this is actually very important, right? I mean, there's a little line right here that people kind of pass over, right? He says, let us for a moment consider, oh, no, that's coming up. But he said, I'm sorry, we'll get to that too. He said that that he wants to, to say that uh, everything, let me go back to that, uh, where, where he said that the statement that, my friends, as you know, all things, all things of all life, all or all of the creation are part of one original thought. That's actually kind of important, right? So when you when you when he's talking about the creation of the universe, literally the mind that created the universe, the, the creator of the universe, whatever you want to call that deity in your in your own personal uh, spirituality, because it doesn't matter the name. The name is is uh, inconsequential. In fact, most of us don't even know the name, and that's why the Hebrews say he who shall not be named, or he who is nameless, he who is without a name. Uh, and they said he, giving it, and that's wrong. Uh, and and that was the stuff that was taken out from the Dead Sea Scrolls that you find in the Dead Sea Scrolls. The information was that the creation of the universe is androgynous. And that word means uh, unisex. It, it is a male and female entity as one that uh, that created the universe. There is no separation of, of uh, you know, separation of church and state. There's no separation of sex until you get to this place. Okay, your spirit, your soul does not have a sex. It is completely androgynous. It is male and female, and you feel and know and, and operate with both and all energies. It is only in this place where we are separated. That they wanted you not to know, so that's part of the scrolls they took out. Okay, so now he's going to start making contact with, and I said, like I said, I'll get into quickly. He gets into some information that is like vital to know it. People kind of blow past it because they're like, I don't want to hear this. It's when they're trying to talk and he's trying to go and channel into the different people. And the person whose name is Leonard, who is in this, is not in fact me. <laughs> okay. It is another chap whose name is Leonard, who I don't even know if he's still alive. I think he's deceased as well, uh, who back in 1981 or 1984, I wish it was me. Uh, that would have been pretty awesome to be involved in that. Okay, let's continue. The reception of our beam is a somewhat more advanced feat than some of the more broad vibration channels opened by other members for more introductory and intermediate work. Let us for a moment consider thought. What is it, my friends, to take thought? Took you then thought today? What thoughts did you think today? What thoughts were part of the original thought today? In how many of your thoughts did the creation abide? Was love contained? And was service freely given? You are okay. See, so that is very important as well, right? What thoughts did you think today? Let's consider thought. This is important. 
All right. This is actually very important to consider thought, right? What thoughts were part of the original thought today, right? And how many, uh, in how many of your thoughts did the creation abide, right? So, so in, in how many of your thoughts was the thoughts originated by the creation? Was love contained and was, and, and was service freely given? So, what is a thought, right? And so he says, or they, I always say he, and unfortunately because I'm hearing a male voice, but it's they. In fact, Carla is speaking. In. And if you go to lawofone.info and you're reading along, you can see a little blue arrow. And if you press on that blue arrow, it's the actual audio tape, and you can listen to it. The problem with that is that raw comes through like one word every 10 or 15 seconds, so it's very slow. So it takes literally, if you just sit there staring at the screen and listening, it'll take 45 minutes just to get through without any commentation by dumbasses like me, right? And stopping things and talking about things. But thought is very important in the, in the ideology of the understanding that we all come from a single thought and that thought is from the creator. And I'll explain that in more detail when raw does coming up here in more detail shortly. Okay. So, but I want you to, to think about that thought. What are thoughts? Like he said, what thoughts did you think today? What thoughts were part of the original creation? Because all thoughts are part of the original creation because you're a part of the original creation. And that's, that's the reason he's prompting you here is to think and to understand that to get to the point of, of, of your thinking that would say to you, to you, my thoughts, if I were created by and as a thought from the original creator, then everything that happens after that is because of the creator. So all of my thoughts, even though I think they're individual, originate from the creator. All, everything that I think of is part of the creation, so it's part of the creator. The creator is the one who thought me up, so we'll get into that. That's why this is important. This is one another reason why I'm revisiting this. Okay, so let's continue. Are not part of a material universe. You are part of a thought. You are dancing in a ballroom in which there is no material. You are dancing thoughts. You move your body, your mind, and your spirit in somewhat eccentric patterns for you have not completely grasped the concept that you are part of the original thought. Okay, so literally, Ross says you are not part of the physical world. You are a thought. You are dancing on a stage that is a thought. Do you understand that? You move your body, your mind, and your spirit in somewhat eccentric patterns for your for your body. I don't have my glasses on. Right? Uh, for your for you have not completely grasped the concept that you are a part of a, of the original thought. So you think because you're seeing through this avatar that you are, in fact, something that is not a thought, right? So you have me on your, your AirPlay Roku TV. Rock on, Jen. Thank you. <laughs> right? So, so the, 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 you know, to, to think the thought, therefore, you know, I think, therefore, I am. Good day, mate. Lenore, Lenore right? Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Share this out. Share this out. Share this out. You got to say that three times, right? Share this out, share this out, share this out. So Ross says, you're a thought from the original thought of the creator. 
So your mind, your body, and your spirit, you think because you think, therefore I am, I think, therefore I am, because that is what we say on this planet, and that you have this physical construct that is this pain body, and that you have this mind that is inside this pain body that's thinking. Most people get stuck into that, and that's what our problem is. This is the test that we're in as children's souls is to be alive in this 3D reality as we perceive it, but we're not because we're actually part of a thought. So we're not really even in the in the third dimensional world that we think that we're in because we're imagining this because we're in fact part of the original thought. This is what blows people away. This is like the, you know, like quantum physics when you get to the quantum level, people get all weirded out because of the quantum weirdness of of the idea of what's going on there. This is what happens in this place when I bring people to this spot. It's the very beginning of the law of one is we haven't even gotten to them channeling. He's just giving information and skipping from one person to the next and trying to channel. And eventually they settle on Carla and that's going to happen pretty quickly. But he says these things in the beginning that are, that are crazy. And if you're not really paying attention, you're like, yeah, okay, jump to the next person. Let's get going here. And that's what happens to most people that have ever read the law of one. They kind of skip past us. Yeah. You can get by all that and get to the, questions and you don't realize this is actually more important than most of the questions that are that are being taken place because he's explaining they raw the hive mind complex is explaining to everyone that is human that is reading or hearing this just exactly the reality of what's going on above your conscious thought your avatar thought of being stuck in this construct thinking that this is your life and that it's all that you are as this construct. And though, well, maybe there's something else because there's these so-called religions out there that are telling me there might be something above that, but I've never seen it. And therefore, because everything on this planet tells me I'm only supposed to believe what I can touch, taste, and smell, that uh, there can't be anything after that because if there were, they, I'm so important, they, God would come to me and tell me because, you know, out of all the beings in the universe, I'm the most important one uh, because I think so. That's when your ego is taking control. I would know because I am important, right? Because you're just, you're nobody. You're just nobody like everybody else. All of us are nobody. We're just uh, a thought, a construct, and we're all the same. There is no difference. Okay, so let's continue with this. And like I said, if you have any questions, just don't don't hesitate to stop. Here we go. We would at this time transfer to an instrument known as Don. I am Ra. To minute pause, I am Ra. I am again with this instrument. We are close to initiating a contact but are having difficulty penetrating a certain mental tension and distraction that is somewhat characteristic of this channel. We will therefore describe the type of vibration which is being sent. The instrument will find us entering the energy field at a slight angle towards the back of the top of the head in a narrow but strong area of intensity. We are not able to offer any conditioning due to our own transmitting limitations. Therefore, if the instrument can feel this particular effect he may then speak our thoughts as they come to him. We will again attempt this contact. I am Ra. 90 second pause, this instrument is resisting our contact. However, we are sure that we are satisfied that contact with the one known as Don is not at this time preferable to that instrument. We will, therefore, move on to the one known as Leonard. 
Again, we caution the instrument that is a narrow band communication which is felt as a vibration entering the aura. We will now transfer this contact. I am Ra. 90 second pause, I am Ra. We greet you once more in the love and the light of our infinite creator. We ask that you be patient with us, for we are a difficult channel to receive. However, we may perhaps add some dimensions to your understanding. At this time we would be glad to attempt to speak to any subject or question which those entities in the room may have potential use in the requesting. Question 1.1. Questioner, do you have a specific purpose, and if so, could you tell us something of what your purpose is? Answer, I am Ra. We communicate now. We, too, have our place. We are not those of the love or of the light. We are those who are of the law of one. In our vibration the polarities are harmonized, the complexities are simplified, and the paradoxes have their solution. We are one. That is our nature and our purpose. We are old upon your planet and have served with varying degrees of success in transmitting the law of one, of unity, of singleness to your peoples. We have walked your earth. We have seen the faces of your peoples. This is not so with many of the entities of the Confederation. We found it was not efficacious. However, we then felt the great responsibility of staying in the capacity of removing the distortions and powers that had been given to the law of one. We will continue in this until your, shall we say, cycle is appropriately ended. If not this one, then the next. We are not a part of time and, thus, are able to be with you in any of your times. Does this give you enough information from which to extract our purpose, my brother? Question 1.2. Questioner, yes. Thank you. Ra, we appreciate your vibration. Is there another query? Question 1.3. Questioner, I've heard of the name Ra in connection with the Egyptians. Are you connected with that Ra in any way? Answer, I am Ra. Yes, the connection is congruency. May we elucidate? What do you not understand? Question 1.4. Questioner, could you give me a little more detail about your role with the Egyptian? Answer, I am Ra. The identity of the vibration Ra is our identity. We as a group, or what you would call a social memory complex, made contact with a race of your planetary kind which you call Egyptians. Others from our density made contact at the same time in South America, and the so-called lost cities, were their attempts to contribute to the law of one. We spoke to one who heard and understood and was in a position to decree the law of one. However, the priests and peoples of that era quickly distorted our message, robbing it of the shall we say, compassion with which unity is informed by its very nature. Since it contains all, it cannot arbor any. When we were no longer able to have appropriate channels through which to enunciate the law of one, we removed Sorry, I was uh, sharing and didn't see your question. Ra is the sun god, Ra. And this is the what, what it refers to is literally is the is Egyptian god, Ra, right? What that stands for, I'm not exactly sure. There are some people that follow the Egyptian um, religion who have said it stands for something. But as far as I know, it never actually stood for anything uh, other than the sun, right? So Ra being the sun god, they called themselves Ra, R-A. It didn't actually stand for anything. But like everything, people always uh, say that everything stands for something and means something. 
Uh, so you could look that up maybe in Egyptian um, uh, religion, but when Ra came through, and Ra will talk about that, uh, when Ra came through, um, the the deity at the time uh, ended up calling himself Akhenaten uh, because of the, the god of the sun uh, and associating with Ra. A lot of people get everything confused, like, um, you know, what they call the Eye of Ra is, in fact, not the Eye of Ra. It's actually the Eye of Horus. Um, it, it is not synonymous with raw at all, but everybody uses that. I even have that in my uh, in my video for the beginning of the show, but I don't have it there because it means the eye of raw. Um, everybody called it that. I'm not sure why. And even in the movie Stargate, the very first movie Stargate, they used it. At, and, and he looks at it, he draws the eye, and then he gives the symbol for raw, the hand symbol for raw. And he says raw, and it's wrong. It's the eye of Horus. It's not the eye of raw. Um, so that's a misnomer. However, it, what it, what it signifies is the the uh, penile gland in the brain, uh, and it always has. And, and so, if you look at the the image of the Eye of Horus, or what they loosely call the Eye of Ra, that's just like okay. Let's look at at Odin being the god of the Vikings. To this day, even the people in Norway, Sweden, Finland, and all around the world. They say that the, the deity's name is Odin. It's not. It's Wotan with a W. Okay. Um, in fact, the day Wednesday, the word Wednesday actually is, uh, or, or the what the word Wednesday comes from, uh, is the day of Odin. If you watch uh, the, the modern television series, uh, the, um, oh, what is it called? I think it's called the uh, Modern Gods or, or something like that. And it's a war between... Uh, the old gods and the new gods, which is like, you know, the uh, the, uh, the Internet, God of the Internet and all of that junk, all the new shit, television and all of that, that people worship money and all that became gods because the humans worship them in that Odin shows up and he doesn't tell you his name for a very long time until he goes into combat. So the entire time you don't actually unless you know, Viking folklore, you don't know you're dealing with Odin. And people say, you know, what, what is your name? Guy says to him, what is your name? He says, what is today? He knew what day it was. And he says, today's Wednesday. And he said, that's my name. I am, I am Mr. Wednesday. Because the name Wednesday comes from Wotan. And that was his name. How did it become Odin? Uh, on the sea, on the ocean, while the Vikings were sailing, they would get up in their crow's nest or the, the bow of the ship. And they knew if they were getting closer to land, because usually they would have birds, and if they released the birds and the birds flew off and the birds came back, that meant there was no land within flying distance because the birds would fly out only so far and they would fly back to, to safety. Uh, if they let the birds go and the birds didn't return, then they knew they were close to land in some way. So then they would go to the bow and they would start yelling, Whoa, Okay. Well, if you're on land and you're hearing that from a distance, it sounds like they're saying, Odin. Odin. So people thought that they were calling Odin when they said, what was that? Because you were yelling, we're calling to our God. Since they never taught people their language, that was what the Vikings were known for. People never knew that it was Wotan was the name they were calling. They went by what they heard and what they heard from a distance and with an echo uh, or the other way around. It was Odin. That's what they thought they were hearing. So now today, everybody calls the Viking god Odin, and that's a wrong name. The same thing with Ra means something. Well, when Ra got here, Ra didn't say, uh, hi, my name is Ra, and that means blah, blah, blah. Okay? That's not what they did. Ra showed up as not one person, but as many, and then they talked to 
the Pharaoh at the time and the Pharaoh at the time changed the, the uh, religion. You can look this up to a single mono, you know, single God uh, being the one, the one true creator. This is the law of one that was explained to this Pharaoh who started calling himself the, the Aten, right? The Akhenaten. And that means of the son of the, you know, the, of the sun, bloodline of the sun or, or deity of the sun, because raw was synonymous, synonymous with the sun, because in explaining to children, the sun in this place, in our reality, and this is why I wanted to, to do this again, the life bringer is the sun. Everything that is in our lives is the macrocosm or the microcosm to the macrocosm. We are living the microcosm to the macrocosm, okay? So let me explain that. I've said this before. Those of you who listen to my show, you already know what I'm going to say, all right? We live on a planet, which is the third planet from the sun. So there we are in the third space away from the sun, third chakra space away from our sun, Saul, our star. This star is seated in the fourth dimension, but it but its rays are, are shining in the fourth dimension and f- shining through to the third dimension. And the color of this star coming through in this dimension is the yellow ray. The yellow ray is the third chakra from the red root base root chakra. The third chakra is the is the I do chakra okay so we're living in the third dimension which is identical to the third density which is identical to the third what third octave of the rainbow the third octave of that which makes up the universe and the universal mind so it is the place of after i think therefore i am it is the place of doing so we are living in the place of doing, which is 3D reality. And everything we hear is something that we do. What do we do? I'm doing something now. I'm playing you the law of one and I'm talking about it. What do you do? What do you do for a living? Do you take this man or woman to be your lawfully wedded? What do you, I have things to do. I got to go. I have a bunch of things that I have to do. I have chores to do. I have homework to do. I have work to do. Do you understand? Do you see? We are completely in a place of that. So, so what is the life bringer here? Think about the cycle of life on our planet. During the wintertime when it is cold in the north, if you're in the south, it's summer then. But if you're in the north, wherever you are, it's justified to you have a winter and you have a summer. Because at one point you're closer to the sun and another time you're farther away from the sun, in which case you have a winter when you're further away from the sun. So in that time, all of the religions, especially in the northern hemisphere, which are the dominant religions around the world, uh, the, in Europe and, and Asia and, and the like, and America, all of those religions have become the dominant religions in the world, including, you know, Hebrewism, uh, Hinduism, all of the religions of the world, for whatever reason, originated in the northern, what we call the northern hemisphere of the world, the southern hemisphere. Those religions don't get much play uh, around the world. So, uh, you know, you have the Asian religions, you have the Japanese religions, you have even the African, which the African religions are the only one really in the Aborigines from Australia that we hear about in the world. But the, it doesn't matter because they're all the same. All of them are all identical. They just have semantical differences. And I'm not going to get involved in that right this second. OK, so so the sun is the life bringer and all of the religions of the of the uh, people that were not really in, in completely spiritual and in touch with the universal mind and the universal uh, 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 spirituality uh, came up with religions and gods that would die in the wintertime and they were reborn in the summertime because that was when the life was in the springtime because that was when the life bringer uh, brought brought forth life. Now, that's the microcosm 
microcosmal ideology and spirituality to the macrocosm, which is the larger picture that is the universe. Do you understand? So, so the idea of the sun itself being the light, which is giving life to this planet and us, became their god. And that's why you had so many people worshiping the sun. The Egyptians did. On the Egyptian headdress, headset that they wore, was the, the disk of the sun. That was what that red disk was that they showed off. It was the sun. And they have that in everything. Their little scepter had it, right? And then when you look at all other religions, they pretty much did the same thing. So they were worshiping on a microcosm scale the same deity that is the life bringer that that meant the same thing as the life bringer of the universe itself. So on, on uh, to explain to children, you would explain to them on a microcosm level because that's where their understanding is. And that's what happened here. And it is our job to to figure out uh, the concept that what all of the all of our past religions, quote unquote, with finger quotes in the air, have been uh, uh, you know uh, talking about is the microcosm to the universal mindset, which is completely uh, you know the same, only on a larger scale. So the creator of the universe being the life uh, giver of the universe and the uh, light coming off of this creator is the same as the sun giving life to this planet. It's the same exact concept being played out for you. It's in everything. And this is what Ra is trying to get across. And I know that I'm probably boring a lot of people and losing people by doing this. Whenever I talk about the law of one, the only people who stay are those people that it resonates with because you're either awake already or you're about to wake up. So I don't do this because I'm trying to be popular. I could stop. I could not do the law of one. And even just talking about what I'm talking about right now, I lose most of the, the people unless I you know, talk about motorcycles and, and uh, cars and trucks and stupid shit and tits and ass. If I talked about that all day, I'd be a millionaire, right? But that's not why I'm here. So let's continue with uh, with Raw. ourselves from the now hypocritical position which we had allowed ourselves to be placed in. And other myths, shall we say, other understandings, having more to do with polarity and the things of your vibrational complex, again took over in that particular society complex. Does this form a sufficient amount of information, or could we speak further? Is there another query? Question 1.6. Questioner, the question was lost because the questioner was sitting too far from the tape recorder to be recorded. Answer, I am Ra. Consider, if you will, that the universe is infinite. This has yet to be proven or disproven, but we can assure you that there is no end to yourselves, your understanding, what you would call your journey of seeking, or your perceptions of the creation. That which is infinite cannot be many, for manyness is a finite concept. To have infinity you must identify or define that infinity as unity, otherwise, the term does not have any reference or meaning. In an infinite creator there is only unity. You have seen simple examples of unity. You have seen the prism which shows all colors stemming from the sunlight. This is a simplistic example of unity. In truth there is no right or wrong. There is no polarity for all will be, as you would say, reconciled. Okay, I wanted to stop there again because that's actually very important and this is the part that people hate me saying. 
because people don't want you to know this information. And this is information that has been kept from you for a long time. Let's first start with the information that's obvious. He says that all of, right, the unity, infinity, infinity is, can only be expressed through unity. And unity in a small, again, he's talking microcosm to the macrocosm way, is the rainbow, which is the, the light uh, uh, fracted that is coming off of the sunlight that you put through, say, a crystal or uh, the rain or, you know, raindrop or, uh, you know, glass or something that it, that it can, uh, that it, when it goes through, it refracts the light and separates each color. And that is, that rainbow is identical to uh, to the chakras that are in our bodies that that make up our body and that make up everything in the entire universe okay everything starts from the base root at your base root which would be at the area of your of your private parts where the creation is created through both parts and that is the red root chakra and then it moves up your spine to your uh, head and outside of your head above your head to the crown chakra and each one of those colors signifies different things in uh, in your reality, in your psyche, in your emotions, in your journey, in your spirituality, in your awakening to infinity. From the base root of the creation of as soon as you are created and you are something, but you're unaware of it, and you are either a blade of grass or a cat or a tree or a plant or a amoeba or a fish or something. Uh, a rock, uh, a breeze, something. Uh, everything is alive. You need to realize that too. So that he talks about that going forward, and we'll and I'll stop there, and I'll get to that when he talks about building the pyramids and how did you get the stones to move. And Ra explains that there, and that's so why I won't explain it now because uh, I always do that and I get ahead of myself. Okay, so so Ra is talking about that, and then goes on to say, right. In an infinity creator, there is only, I'm going to put my glasses back on so I can read this, right? Okay, so he says, here, here he says, there is only unity. You have, you have seen simple examples of unity. You have seen the prism, right? That I just talked about that, which is, this shows all the colors streaming from the sunlight, right, in the rainbow. This is a simplistic example of unity. In truth, there is no right and wrong. This is the part that everyone hates when I unpack this. Okay. There is no polarity for all will be. As you would say, right? As you would say, reconciled at some point in your dance through the mind body spirit complex. The mind body spirit complex is what he's referring to as obviously you. The mind, which is inside your, your brain, the body, the pain body, your spirit, which is occupying this avatar that is a pain body with a mind in it, with an ego in it. Complex means all of that is one. Do you understand? So when he's saying uh, mind, body, spirit, complex, he's saying your, the, you know, your mind, body, and spirit as one. The complex means as one, which you assume yourself by distorting in various ways at this time. So. So he's saying you're, you're assuming that it is yourself, right? By distorting the mind, body, and spirit complex in many ways, in various ways, at this time. So at this time, you, you are believing but by experiencing and witnessing from your spirit the body, the pain body and the mind. And you're in seeing through this construct, seeing through this avatar, and you're thinking that this is reality when it's not. But let me go back. 
in truth, there is no right or wrong. That is the most important uh, thing that he has to say in the entire thing past what I said before about him saying uh, about the creation itself. Okay, and this is what people hate when I explain this, because that means what he's telling you is there is no right and wrong. There is no good or evil there. You, it doesn't matter what you do, whether you decide to be in service to self or in service to others. It'll all be reconciled at some point in your dance through the mind, body, spirit complex, which you amuse, right, which you amuse yourself by distorting in various ways at this time. So. That he's he's alluding there to the laws of the universe, the laws of one, that dictate that the nefariousness of in in service to self or evilness in the universe can only exist through halfway through the sixth density or dimension. Okay, so or actually density, because you could be in the sixth dimension and still not be in the sixth density. They're completely different things. A density is your spirituality, and a dimension is a physicality. We're in the third dimension, we think we are, in this place with the pain, being in the pain body and thinking this avatar is real. That's a dimension. Your density is your spirituality in where your spirit lies. This is where the difference comes when people say they're crossing between 3D to 4D to 5D already, but they're in this pain body still. Well, the pain body's in, thir in 3D, in third dimension. It's rooted here. The pain body itself does not transcend into the fourth dimension, the fifth dimension, but your spirituality does. So there's a difference between a density and a, and a, di and a dimension, even though they're both referred to as 3D. Not here. Raw separates them and talks about density only. He doesn't care about the body because whenever he refers to the body, he calls it the mind-body-spirit complex or the mind-body-spirit. The only That's the only time he refers to the body, the pain body. Everything that Raw is talking about, he, again, I said he, I meant they. Whatever Raw is talking, they are referring to your spiritual mind, your spirituality. And whenever you hear the word density, that is being referred to spirituality and your um your uh, your uh, soul and what it looks like outside of this body okay separate from this pain body in this place so there is no right and wrong and they hate when i say that because people want me to just tell you that there's only you have to be good you have to be good because if you're wrong you're going to go to hell that's not true well, although it is kind of because hell if you stay evil and you'd never convert back to or repent your ways back to uh, goodness and, and in being in service to others, you will just cease to be able to go forward. You will be in the halfway through the sixth dimension, the physical place, and your spirituality will be halfway through the sixth density, and you will no longer do anything except for just stay perpetually for all of eternity if you want in that place. That would be what the Christians refer to uh, as purgatory or what all other religions refer to and the Christian religion as hell. That is the, the place that is farthest away from the source of the, of the entire universe that you could possibly get would be there. And until you decide that, okay, I'm done with this and there's nowhere else to go and this is just boring because I can't do anything besides, okay, I'm going to now try to kill everybody and be the head guy here. Then you're just a target for everybody else who wants to kill you. And then when you die and you're reborn, you're no longer the top dog. And you're going to get tired of having to go back up through being reborn 
uh, you know, and having to go back up through the ranks to try and, and become that same uh, deity again, just to, to for the cycle to go through someone else kills you again, and then you get reborn. Eventually, you're going to get tired of doing that because what else is there? There is nothing. There's got to be something else. And eventually it dawns on you. Well, yeah, there is, but it's not what I like. Right. So eventually it could take you a billion years. Doesn't matter. You can stay there as long as you want. That would be hell. So they don't want you to know that it's okay to be evil. There has to be good and evil, even though there's only 8% of the people on this planet are in fact evil. That's it. 8%. All the rest are, are in service to others. Okay. Right. <laughs> Julie says, well, crap. Worst day for my supper to be late. It's okay. We're only, you know, what, 45 minutes in, 50 minutes in, uh, into the law of one, the, the very first episode that I'm revisiting. So you didn't miss much. You can go back and, and watch it after the show's over and, and catch right back up before the night's over, right? So it's not that bad. But yes, I have gone back. Those of you who have been here before, I am going through the law of one again uh, to really, really tear into it. And um, I don't care if it takes me five years to get through it because I have a lot more to say. I'm going to say it. If people don't want to hear it, tune out, change the channel. There's a hundred billion podcasts in the world to listen to. For those of you who actually want to hear more than I even knew last time, because my vibratory pattern was uh, seven years, you know, or five years, five years, uh, almost, almost six years, um, less than I am now. <laughs> right. So it was pretty outstanding the first time. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be even crazier the second time. That's why when I went through uh, all six books again, I'm going to have to do this over because now I'm, I'm seeing a lot more than I didn't see the very first time. Right. So um, so that's you know, that's that. OK, so let me go ahead and start playing uh, some more here. Let's go back and uh, listen to that and pick up where we were. at some point in your dance through the mind body spirit complex which you amuse yourself by distorting in various ways of this time this distortion is not in any case necessary it is chosen by each of you as an alternative to understanding the complete unity of thought which binds all things you are not speaking of similar or somewhat like entities or things you are everything every being every emotion every event every situation you are unity you are infinity you are love, light, light, love. You are. This is the law of one. May we see? So that's very important to know, right? So it's saying it's not necessary to do this. We don't have to do this. I said this before many times. I don't know if you guys have ever heard me say that. I'm like, all of this is not actually necessary, <laughs> right? But we're doing it anyways. Okay. So it's not really necessary, but we're, but it is necessary. Uh, it's only when you get to a certain point, do you realize that it's not necessary? However, if you're here for the first time, it is necessary. And since we have been hijacked on this, I can't say we, because I wasn't here when the hijacking happened. I came after those of you who are original that are aborigines that are original to this reality. This reality was hijacked by people in this reality who understood or understand what uh, raw is trying to teach. In fact, raw be okay. Here's the, here's the paradox. Raw, by, by them coming here, not in 1981 and 1984, but way back uh, thousands of years ago, uh, three or four or five or six thousand years ago, 
I think it's more like 12,000 years ago. When they came here, it has to be because it was when they built the pyramids. So back more than 12,000 years ago when the pyramid was built, whenever that was, there's always an argument, I say 125,000 years ago, but that was when the Sphinx was built. So the pyramids were built sometime between 75,000 years ago and now, but I'm there's some of us who are wanderers who believe it was further back than 12,000 years ago. Whatever, right? That's That's for you to figure out on your own spiritually. However... The fact is, and you'll hear this later on, that raw, when they came here, they gave the information that the nefarious pharaohs and priests, mostly the priests, in Egypt at the time, took that information. Why? Because they were they were Luciferians. They were from Atlantis. Okay. And they were evil, and they already came here to try and take over the planet and thought they owned it. When they got the information of how the Matrix works, how the co-creation works, they took control of it and did not allow the common folk to learn it, which is what they were supposed to do. That's why you had the people in the South America who just disappeared off the face of the earth. Those people were also a group that came with Ra that were not Ra, but they came here at the same time. They, and Ra admits this and talks about this as we go on. You'll hear this in this session or the next one or the one after that, where Ra says they stayed and were more diligent and they helped the people and those people graduated. So the entire species, the entire race that was here at the time in South America disappeared off the face of the earth. And that was because they ascended. Ra didn't understand and that Ra explains that because they came from a planet where they were all trees. No one was evil. So they didn't know nefariousness like we do okay because they graduated before the veiling so they didn't have we're not exposed to that so they didn't know that what they were doing could harm us because they had not experienced the veiling yet okay but we had the veiling here because this planet at the time had been created after the universal mind said we need to have something that chases us to move faster to so that we have experiences and we graduate faster because shit's taking too fucking long. Everybody's sitting around. They all know that they're part of the one and they're all just kind of sitting around going, yeah, man, I'll get there, dude. Peace. Like potheads or a bunch of surfers. And they were like, no, it's cool, dude. Just, you know, whatever. I'm God. You're God. We're all one. We're all all the things he just said. Right. That we are all, you know, that, that you're, you're, you know, you're speaking a similar, somewhat like entities uh, or things. You are everything, every being, every emotion, every event, every solution, or every situation. You are unity. You are infinity. You are love, light, light, love. You are. This is the law of one. They already knew all that. That happened before the veiling. The veiling happened because they were lazy ass. We, you, me. And the creator itself, with our imagination, were lazy asses and weren't figuring shit out fast enough. So you, me, the creation, all of us figured out that we needed to create a boogeyman to chase us. And that bogeyman, that boogeyman became evil, nefariousness. And then we created the veiling so that we would forget and not know. And we would have an organic experience of life so that we could actually experience life or think we were experiencing life for real. And then we created nefariousness to keep us on the on a channel, you know, and our ego to keep us on a track of of moving forward. The problem is that nefariousness figured out the creation and then hid that from everybody to keep everybody a slave. 
so that they could rule them forever. And that's what the, that's how this planet got stuck. Many other planets get stuck like this all the time. It's part of the dance to get stuck and then unstuck. It's part of the dance. It's part of the way. That's just the way things work. Okay. So Julie says, how is it that these evil people are getting away with all this stuff from way back? Because they put themselves into power. Evil people seek power. Let me explain why. Uh, that's a great question, Jen. That's one of the best questions that anyone could ask, and that's not a joke. Um, the, the reason nefariousness is doing what they're doing is when you move away from the light, move away from the creator, and you become evil, and you become self-serving, you lose the ability to create. You can no longer create anything, okay? Evil people don't try to create. They don't try to create uh, websites. They don't try to create, uh, you know, a, a group. They don't try to lead people. They try to find a group that someone else has already built and steal it from them. Take the power from them, okay? So what they've done is, They've, they've positioned themselves in places of power and then made sure to manipulate other people into voting for or ruling with uh, other people. That's just like, okay, let's look at in 2017, same year that I started the Law of One. In that year in October, the documentary Above Majestic came out. In that documentary, they talk about a little girl here in America who was doing her DNA and decided, I wonder who, who Barack Obama's related to. So she then checked, uh, started looking into Barack Obama's uh, lineage and found out that he was related to every president in the United States except for one, and that wasn't, and that wasn't Trump, because Trump is actually related to the Clintons. Trump and Hillary Rodham Clinton, the Rodhams, and the Trump family are cousins. Okay, So Donald Trump is part of the cabal by blood. Even though he's uh, against them and he fights against them and they're, and they're warring, uh, some would say it's all just bullshit made up just to get you to think that there's a fight going on, uh, which is very possible, because all of that is just a religion. It's their religion. Their religion of nefariousness, of evilness, is I can't create, so I have to control. And what they try to do is they try to convince you, me, and everyone else to create for them. Do you understand? What they do is they create a place where they say, okay, either this is a monarchy and we're in charge, and if you question it, we murder you. Or they set up what they, what they have, which is really actually polyarchies and oligarchies, but they say that it's, a, that it's a place where you can vote. And then they lie to you with propaganda, just like you see on the television all day, every day, on the news all day, every day, and then they get you to vote for them and put them in power. And then once they're in power, they solidify their power and they try to change things so that they're in charge forever. Do you understand? They can't create that themselves. They don't have the power to do that. They have no creation in them. They have no God in them. They have no uh, you know, love of the universe or other people. They're all about themselves, all about their own power, all about their own money, all about their own wealth. And the only way they can get it is to convince you that something is a certain way, convince you that there are laws, convince you that you have to have money, convince you they own the land that you're living on and you have to pay taxes. Do you, do you see? Originally, when Americans came to America, they were giving away land and you owned it. Now, they, since everybody's joined the Union of the United States of America, the government officials who don't own anything claim they own all of it and that they own all the land too and the air you fucking breathe and the water that comes from the fucking sky. 
This is not a joke. You can look that up. Okay. So the evil powers, I'm reading what Jen said again uh, here at the bottom. Well, then he said first, uh, I made pork, pork, pork tenderloins, right? Rice is talking about dinner. Rice with stewed tomatoes and lima beans. Nice. That sounds yummy, Julie. Not even kidding. Right. Julie was talking about her dinner, right? Her supper. So she's outstanding. That is yummy. That's that's yummy. Okay. So Jen says, so evil powers, let me put it up on the screen. So those, and I'll read it to you. For the, So evil powers of the world get this information, got this information and keep it from us. Yes, absolutely. This is the truth. And I'll explain that to you. I'm glad you asked these questions because, you know, some people are going to go, oh, Jesus, Jen asked a question and he's not talking about a law of one anymore. I'm out of here. Those people are impatient and they're self-serving and they're not going to be here anyways. Right. Uh, so screw them. So I'll answer your questions because that's more important. Uh, so they, they keep this from us. It's so hard for humans to tell the difference. You instinctively know the difference between nefariousness and not. You just have to, the problem is they distract you so much is you don't even trust your own instincts anymore because they won't let you. Everything keeps you from your instincts. The news, uh, the movies, uh, but in movies now, they're trying to uh, give you information. They have been, it's in everything, okay? So it depends on what you're looking. If you're not paying attention at all, you'll be hypnotized and Jedi mind tricked and, and gaslit by everything that's going on because you're not paying attention, okay? So confusion and chaos is what they create. That's the only thing they can sow. They can sow confusion, chaos. It's like Yoda said, right? It's it's literally what Yoda said, that whole entire thing. People go, well, Yoda was just a construct. He was fake, right? Well, so was Jesus. I hate to tell you that, but Jesus was invented. Jesus wasn't real and didn't actually live. There was a character, there was a person that lived whose name was Jesus, but his last name was like Malachiim. He was Jesus Malachiim, or actually his name was Yahshua Malachiim. Uh, but he wasn't the actual Jesus character that you hear about. I hate to say that, but it doesn't matter. The truth is, the truth is that the Jesus character, even though it was invented, you have to realize this. This is something that most people don't realize. You have to realize that no matter what is constructed in this reality, it was constructed by something that the creator constructed. Do you understand that? So even nefariousness was created by us, you, me, and all of us together as the collective consciousness of the creation. Okay. We did this to ourselves so that we could have an organic experience. We needed the, the bad guy to chase us. So everything that's happening, even though the, this pandemic happened to the world, it's one of the best things that happened to the world because through their nefariousness, they've woken up half of the planet and the other half is waking up exponentially by their nefariousness. And then they've created all of these, these uh, food shortages worldwide in this you know, and all this uh, uh, inflation worldwide, it's not just happened in the United States. It's happening all around the world. And it's the same people because they're in charge in every country. They're doing the exact same thing in every country behind the scenes, making you believe, well, I don't control OPEC. The gasoline prices are the world evil uh, gas companies, you know, oil companies. Who owns the fucking oil companies? The Rockefellers. Oh, and that family owns the biggest oil companies on the planet. They always have. They got rich on their oil barons. Okay, so who are they? They're the same people that are fucking paying the same money for these governments. And that's why during, uh, if you watch uh, the Above Majestic, the little girl showed that all of the presidents were related except for one. And it wasn't uh, even uh, the Kennedys because they were all still related to. Um, uh, it, it, but they went from that 
the guys that made the the movie, the the the, uh, the documentary, they showed that every single person that is in charge of every single government on the planet are cousins. They're all part of <clears throat> this French Dest clan, and they have the elongated skulls. That's why they've been hiding and not allowing people to go to look at the elongated skulls that they dig up from around the world until just recently because some people who are not evil that were in the museums let the History Channel get in there and film them, and other people in Australia, the Stephen and Evan Strong and the people that they know, and uh, a few other people who I won't mention because I they could probably uh, get in trouble for it, but they found skulls and got a hold of them before the governments found out about it, and they were able to do DNA testing on these skulls. So it turns out that the, the uh, Atlanteans are the Luciferians, and that's where you get the Lucifer from, and that's where you get the religion saying Lucifer was Satan, the devil, and the greatest trick the devil ever did was to get you not to believe that the devil existed. No, that was the greatest trick that nefariousness did, was to get you to believe that the Luciferian, Lucifer is just the devil, is just, is just Satan. Luciferian, Lucifer was a, was a, a, a oh, actually, it wasn't a human. Well, it was a, it was a bipedal, bipedal human, but not like I am. Okay, I said, well, that's not true, too, because I'm actually related to that clan well, with DNA. Right. Uh, so, you know, so I am from that same clan that they're from, but I'm not part of their cabal. I'm, in fact, fighting against them. OK, so I do have some of their DNA as well. But the, they came down here and they were ruling the planet. There was a war. This is the war of gods that you hear from uh, from the, the Hindus in, in India, where they talked about the war of gods. And then the deluge, they tried to kill off the human race and those people who stayed behind and they marooned. Some of the people who stayed behind and those people took charge of the planet and they're the evil ones that are stuck here just like we are and they couldn't leave because they didn't have their technology anymore. So they decided to rule the world and they spread out all over the entire world and spread and, and split up all the kingdoms of the planet uh, to their family and they've been making sure every single country on the face of the earth there is not a piece of land that does not have one of their relatives running it to this day. Sometimes they get pissed off at each other and go to war with each other. World War I was started because one cousin tried to kill the other cousin. If you look at the German flag, they have the eagle that's facing in one direction, and the American flag, the eagle is facing in the opposite direction. Why is that important? Because if you go back to Germany, to the Habsburgs and the Hohenzollerns, you'll see that their clan had the dual eagles and one face, there was two eagles and one faced right and one faced left. They eventually got into a fight, separated. One became in charge of Germany and all that German Germany owned, and the other one became in charge of the Americas. And one cousin tried to assassinate the other cousin. The war started, it broke out, and then the Americans ended up involved in it because they were fighting against their cousin who was trying to take over the world. The Second World War was an extension of that. Okay, and what's going and, and that, so that's what's going on now. Every now and then, these families war with each other because so one of the guys is in charge, one of the uh, high-ranking members of the clan is in charge, and somebody else wants to be king now. That's the same. That's the microcosm to the macrocosm that is hell for evil people. Okay, so yeah, they got the information when Raw gave it to them when Raw was here. And then they took it and they kept it from us. and They tried to burn it all. That was when uh, when Alexander, the uh, the uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was Caesar. Uh, it wasn't Alexander. I'm sorry. It was um, 
Julius Caesar decided to burn uh, Alexandria, the, the uh, library, because all the information was in that. And then the Vatican stole everything away and they were burning all the books. And then further during the Renaissance, they were burning all the books again, trying to eradicate all of this information. And all of that information, they tried to kill, you know, they did the first and second council of Nicaea, took out all the scrolls that gave any of this information, burned them all, made the Bible what it is today, the New and Old Testament, and all the other Bibles of the planet, and gave only those and created the religions around those to the people of the world and didn't allow anyone to learn the real truth of reality, of our origins and what we're about, because we were supposed to have those scrolls for us to study so that we would gain the knowledge that Ra's trying to talk about here in the Law of One, and that I'm telling you right now, the knowledge that are in the Dead Sea Scrolls. You can read the Nag Hammadi. You can read since we found in the 40s, 1948, when they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, all of this information uh, was, was released again to the world, and then immediately copied over and over and over and over and got out to the world to where now they can't get rid of it again. That's one of the reasons why this pandemic started, because they wanted to take total control again, to lock everyone down under all the monarchies, and then they would burn all the books again. But it didn't work. Okay? So a lot of people are waking up. Yes. So she says, yes, a lot of people, you said, Jen says, a lot of people are waking up because of this pandemic. Yes. Because of the pandemic, people are waking up, and then and now we're stopping them. Okay? And it's pissing them off, so they're, they're creating food shortages, and they're trying to starve people, and they're trying to make it worse. And they, so, it's the, again, it's the Hegelian dialectic. Okay, what they're doing is they're creating the problem. That's what they did with the pandemic. Create the problem that they already had the solution for. But to get the solution, you have to give up power and then you have to get the shot. Okay, you have to get the shot. And then if everybody got the shot, their, their plan was because of the nanites that were in the shot. I have to be quick about this and stay away from the algorithms that they would take control of everybody. And uh, and, and they're also if you look at they're trying to sterilize people with all of these shots and other shots that they're saying are not true. I'm going to get away from that again now and go back to spirituality. So the algorithms don't boot me off the air. OK, because that'll happen if I say too many words and, and go down that line far too long. And I've already done it too much. OK, so. Uh, so that information was stolen away from us and kept from us. And uh, Raw is talking about that information. And again, Raw is aware, even in 1981 to 1984, that there's going to be algorithms. And that's why Raw is talking the way Raw is. And I can only uh, give you the information in certain uh, ways uh, that is going to get away and around their algorithm. So I have to continue down this this uh, spiritual path only because right now they're not trying to stifle spirituality uh, and speak on spirituality because um, they believe right now that nobody listens to anybody who's spiritual. That's why I don't have a hundred thousand or a million people listening to me right now. People that are listened to are politics. If I talk politics, I get far more hits than I do talking spirituality uh, because people are still stuck in the third dimensional reality with their ego ruling their consciousness. And because of that, they tune into and they give, you know, this new generation, generation Y you know, the millennials, they don't watch the news, but they get their information from online. I just literally had a friend of mine um, just defriend me and leave all the platforms that I was on because uh, because she came to me and said, well, that's it. We're back in the 1950s now. And I'm like, no, we're not. What are you talking about? Well, they overturned Roe versus Wade. So now it's illegal. No, it's not illegal. It's only illegal in states that voted for the people. The government, if you read what they just did, the, the people in the United States, the 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 uh, uh, the uh, um, judges, Supreme Court judges said 
the Supreme Court should not be telling women what or anyone what they should and shouldn't be doing with their lives. Therefore, we're overturning this law that in 1973, the court decided that they would tell all women that it was okay to have abortion when a lot, there's a, a good majority of the people in the United States, at least half of them that don't think that that should happen, that they shouldn't be forced to have their children, or, uh, you know, uh, having that ability when they don't believe that and they're trying to teach their children something different. So it should go back to the states so the states can vote on it. And that's what they did. So they released it and said, we're back to 1973. It is no longer legal throughout the land. It is up to every individual state and all of the citizens of each of those individual states to decide whether or not they want that to be legal or illegal. So is there going to be some people that are going to be living in a state like I live in the state of California? It's not going to be illegal here. It's going to be legal. It's not going to be illegal because the majority of the people in the state of California are for abortion. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with with abortion. I think that it shouldn't be used as a contraception. It should be used only in the event of a woman's life is in jeopardy or she was raped by someone or she was a, a product of incest. And because of that sort of stuff, absolutely. But if you're stupid enough to not use contraception and you're stupid enough to to uh, to get yourself pregnant because you're not using and it's not like before where, well, the condom broke and it's not my fault. OK, that's not your fault either. But my point is there's so many other things these days that are foul proof that you're not going to get pregnant. You shouldn't be screwing around in, in taking a chance of getting pregnant. Let's do education. Let's talk about it and be responsible adults. If you think you're a responsible adult, you should responsibly be able to take care of yourself and not get pregnant. Okay, so you shouldn't have to use uh, uh, abortion as a contraception, whether it's legal or not in your state. You should be, and, and here's the, here's the, I know some of you women are going to get mad at me for this, but I want you guys to realize, I want you to understand this, okay? So if, if all women are the only ones, well, I'm the one that has to carry the baby, therefore I should decide whether this child lives or dies. Well, if that's the case, then men, who are the only ones who have control of sperm, should decide who gets it and who doesn't. That's no different. But you won't like that right there. You're going to call me a sexist because I said that. But that's the truth. If you're going to say, I'm the only one who can decide whose sperm ends up in my egg, and then I can abort that child, and the person who donated the sperm is just a donor, men can say, I'm the one who's in charge of my sperm, and you're just an egg donor. So I have the ability to decide who gets my sperm and who doesn't. So therefore, women can't get pregnant until they until they ask a man to donate his sperm. And that doesn't mean there's going to be sperm banks. Those are turned off. You don't get to have a sperm bank where a woman can just go and pick up man's sperm like you can now, because now you have to actually talk to the man who and say, will you please give me your sperm? Because I want to have a child if that's the road we want to go down, because that's the same thing. And I know women are used to that not being the same thing. So it's as foreign to them as saying we don't need money to live. The whole thing is stupid, right? If you're a responsible adult, you're not going to get yourself into a position of being pregnant, whether you're a man or a woman. Okay? So using an abortion as, and here I went to start politics and I shouldn't have, but, but you, do you understand what I'm saying? So people should vote on it. 
And if everybody in the whole state, if you don't believe it, well, I believe abortion should be legal. And I'm living in Florida, say, and they target Texas because Texas is going to be illegal. Then move out of Texas. Move to a place where it's legal. Well, no, this is my home and this is where I want to be. So I'm going to force them all to bend to my will. Not That's not how a democracy works. A democracy is a democracy and it's voted on. And whoever has in, in that state, see, everybody wants to do away with the popular uh, or the uh, uh, electoral college because they believe in the popular vote for presidency. If that happens, new, then New York, California, Pennsylvania and Florida are the only people that get to vote because the amount of people that are Democrats that live in those states outnumber the entire rest of the population of the United States by three to one. So it doesn't matter where else you live. If you live in Texas and you think you're going to have a vote by getting rid of the popular or getting rid of the electoral college and having uh, just the popular vote, your vote doesn't count anymore. It doesn't matter what you say. You will never get whatever it is that you want. So there's a, so here's here's the thing. So from that point on, your vote no longer counts, no matter what you say. So if you if they all vote that uh, that abortion is illegal, you, well, a popular vote. That's what you wanted. That's what you got. That's why you got to be careful what you what you wish for. Okay, the, things are put into into a, a process for a reason, and you have to realize that reason. But they're not teaching that in school. It's also part of the nefariousness. Okay. So let's let's uh, uh, yeah, keep everybody needs to just keep their pants on if they can't be responsible. Julie says, I agree with you, Julie. Right. Take multiple measures. I agree with that. Wear a condom and the woman take the pill. Now they have the man pill that'll also make him infertile. So if you guys are doing this stuff that is there at your disposal, then nobody's going to get pregnant. So you don't have to give a shit whether it's legal or not legal in your fucking state. Right. And so but then again, if you don't like the way things are, just like I tell people when they say, if Donald Trump becomes the president, I'm moving to another country. None of those motherfuckers ever moved. Right. Where are they now? Still in the same place that they're at. OK, so that's bullshit. When someone says that, I tell them you don't like it. Move to another country where it's a, a, a country that of of a, a way of life that you like. Oh, wait a minute. That's right. When you start looking at other countries for a place that's better than America, guess what? Yeah, that little thing that you thought was a big problem is all of a sudden not a big problem. I know now I'm down to three people because people are like, fuck, there he goes talking about politics again. All right, let's get back to the law of one. Uh, and I apologize for those people who left, but they're not here to hear that. Those of you who are still with me, thank you for staying along. Everybody else is like, fuck him, he's talking politics. But if I were talking only politics and started talking about spirituality, I'd lose just as many people. That's why I don't care about that shit anymore. I don't give a fuck. If, if someone gets mad at me because I'm talking about politics, change the channel. Right. If you want to hear about uh, a spirituality, politics is spirituality. It is the religion of nefariousness. And until you realize that and get over yourself and your triggers and your ego, you won't actually ever graduate anyways. So when those people leave, I just go, there go the children. That's my thoughts. I, I, I really honestly think that because if you don't realize the dichotomy that is this whole entire dance, then you're still in that mindset and you haven't woke up yet you're, or you haven't awakened yet because you're just woke because you think you're awake because you believe in like freedom for Democrats only. <laughs> right. In this country, in other countries, whatever they call that, the progressive party. OK, so let's continue. And I do apologize for going on that tirade, but it is the same thing. People need to realize that politics, when they want to separate church and state, we need to separate the church and state. We can't have people that are religious having anything to do with politics because politics is a religion to them. It is their evil religion. Power, control, money, and politics are all the same thing in their religion. 
So they can't have you being spiritual, being of God in their religion, because it interferes with their religion. But they are, or want control and power over your religion and turn it into a, in, into a religion instead of a spirituality, which is what they've done. So they want control over your religion to make money off of you and control you, but they don't want you doing the same thing back to them. That's the truth of it. If you can see that truth, what I just told you, and actually understand that and be aware of it, you'll laugh and go, he's, he's so fucking right. And that's what Ra just said to you right there in that paragraph that said uh, that nothing matters and that everything is the same and that all of the things happen and that you have to realize that you are one you are the same. You are everything. You are everything that happens. That's why I went on to politics there because it actually pertains to the paragraph, 100% to the paragraph. Sorry, I turned my microphone the wrong way and you guys, it got lower and I didn't realize it. So but it, it, it pertained 100% to the paragraph that you just said. All right, let's continue. Enunciate this law in more detail. Question 1.7. Questioner, no. Answer, I am Ra. Is there another query at this time? Question 1.8. Questioner, can you comment on the coming planetary changes in our physical reality? Noise of cassette tape being flipped. Answer, I am Ra. I prefer to wait till this instrument had again reached the proper state of depth of singleness or one-pointedness before we spoke. The changes are very, very trivial. We do not concern ourselves with the conditions which bring about harvest. Question 1.9. Questioner, if an individual makes efforts to act as a catalyst in general to increase the awareness of planetary consciousness, is he of any aid in that direction, or is he doing nothing but acting upon himself? Answer, I am Ra. We shall answer your question in two parts, both of which are important equally. Firstly, you must understand that the distinction between yourself and others is not visible to us. We do not consider that a separation exists between the consciousness raising efforts of the distortion which you project as a personality and the distortion which you project as another personality. Thus, to learn is the same as to teach, unless you are not teaching what you are learning, in which case you have done you they little or no good. This understanding should be pondered by your mind, body, spirit complex as it is a distortion which plays a part in your experiences at this nexus. So you have to realize that because of where raw is in their development, they are all already a hive mind species and trying to look back to this place in this vibratory pattern becomes difficult for them and they can't discern the difference between an individual. And that's what he just said. Do you see that? They can't they can't discern the difference between you, me or anyone else in their minds. They just see this hive mind complex that is, uh, that we think is fractured, that they see as one entire thinking body that is creating, that is co-creating. Because that is what we are doing here. We just, on this level where we're stuck inside the ego and the thinking mind, we don't perceive that to be true. And that's what he's talking about there. So the distortion which plays a part in your experience at this nexus, meaning at this particular moment, right? So they don't, they don't, they don't see the difference. Thus understanding, uh, this understanding should be, um, should be pondered by your mind, spirit, your mind, body, spirit complex at this distortion. So this is what they're trying to tell you. You should be paying attention to this and 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 contemplating why is it that we don't see the difference, but you do. 
And that's because we're fractured by our mind and uh, in the pain body and our ego. And we think that we are, in fact, the pain body, the mind and the ego when we're not. Right. But that's part of what the nefariousness um, took from us. That is what they took from us is the knowledge that we're more than what we are uh, as a pain body, as a physical 3D reality. That's what they've painted us to be, because then we're just cattle to them. And we just do what they want us to do to make money off of us. That's it. Right. So let's continue. To turn to the second part of our response, may we state our understanding, limited though it is. Group individuated consciousness is that state of sharing understanding with the other distortions of mind, body, spirit complexes, which are within the evident reach of the mind, body, spirit complex, individual or group. Thus, we are speaking to you and accepting both our distortions and your own in order to enunciate the laws of creation, more especially the law of one. We are not available to many of your peoples, for this is not an easily understood way of communication or type of philosophy. However, our very being is hopefully a poignant example of both the necessity and the near hopelessness of attempting to teach. Each of those in this group is striving to use, digest, and diversify the information which we are sending this instrument into the channels of the mind, body, spirit complex without distortion. The few whom you will illuminate by sharing your light are far more than enough reason for the greatest possible effort. To serve one is to serve all. Therefore, we... You see, and, and Ra even says that right here. This is why I said that if you know if there's one person uh, that that is still here and there's only three of you it's because that's the that is what it's supposed to be raw literally says at some point that if there's only one person that actually understands and hears what we're saying then we've done our job and this is what he's saying literally right here the few whom you will illuminate by sharing your light are far more than enough reason for the greatest possible effort so that, that's why I say, you know, if everybody leaves and there's only a couple of people that stay, that doesn't matter. If one person is moved by what I say, in any time that I'm speaking at all on the Internet, then, I, then I'm, doing, I'm doing my job and I've done my job. If I get more than one, you know, to get two, three, four, five, and that's it, a day that listen to me each time I talk about this stuff, then I've already doubled and tripled and quadrupled my number. And I'm helping those individuals. So I'm exponentially helping myself and those individuals. I'm learning while I'm teaching and them teaching while I'm learning. That's why it's called learn, teach, teach, learning. If it's not, then you're not doing it right. And that's what he said just, uh, just before that he started on this question or this answer, which when they started on this answer, they said, if you're not, if you're not doing it, it's not teach, learn and learn teaching. You're not doing it right. Then that means you're keep holding something back. Okay. So to serve one is to serve all. Therefore, we offer, let me continue. We offer the question back to you to state that indeed it is the only activity worth doing to learn slash teach or teach slash learn. There is nothing else which is of aid in demonstrating the original thought except your very being and the distortions that come from the unexplained, inarticulate, or mystery clad being are many. Thus, to attempt to discern and weave your way through as many group mind body, spirit distortions as possible among your peoples in the course of your teaching is a very good effort to make. We can speak no more valiantly of your desire to serve. May we speak in any other capacity upon this subject? 
Question 1.10. Questioner, will you be available for communication? Can we call on you in the future? Answer, I am Ra. We have good contact with this instrument because of her recent experiences with trance. She is to be able to communicate our thoughts in your future. However, we advise care in disturbing the channel for a few moments and then the proper procedure for aiding an instrument who has, to some extent, the need of re-entering the mind, body, spirit complex which the instrument has chosen for the life experience of this time slash space. Do you understand how to nurture this instrument? Question 1.11. Questioner, no. Could you explain it? Ra, we suggest first a brief period of silence. Then the repetition of the instrument's vibratory complex of sound in your density which you call name. Repeat until an answer is obtained. Then the laying on of the hands at the neck region for a brief period so that the instrument may charge batteries which are not, shall we say, full of the essence of this particular field of this time. And finally, a gift of water into which the love of all present has been given. This will restore this entity, for her distortions contain great sensitivity towards the vibrations of love and the charged water will affect comfort. Do you now understand? Question 1.12. Questioner, not completely. Answer, I am Ra. We search your mind to find the vibration, nickname. It is this vibration from you which contains the largest amount of what you would call love. Others would call this entity, first name. The charging of the water is done by those present placing their hands over the glass and visualizing the power of love entering the water. This will charge that very effective medium with those vibrations. This instrument is, at this time, quite fatigued. However, her heart is such that she continues to remain open to us and useful as a channel. This is why we have spent the time slash space explaining how the distortions of what you may call fatigue may be ameliorated. Under no circumstances should this instrument be touched until she has responded to her name. I do not wish to take this instrument beyond her capacity for physical energy. It grows low. Therefore, I must leave this instrument. I leave you in the glory and peace of unity. Go forth in peace, rejoicing in the power of the one creator. I am Ra. See, so those of you who are like Christianly spiritual, you're going to find that there's a lot more involved, like he was just talking about with uh, charging of the water. I, even the Christians do that where the, you know, the priests, uh, you know, take the water and they bless the water. Uh, and then, of course, when they bless the water and then it's in the font, if you're Catholic and you go and touch it, it's now holy water. Um, they're OK with that. But if you were then to do any kind of other spell, they call that pagan and wicked. And oh, my God, don't do that because that's evil right because it's not under their control that's why they all the churches did that okay we're going to go ahead and, and let it start go to uh the second uh, you know law of one part uh, in session two which was january 20th 1981 for those of you who are listening on the mp3 file i'm going to go ahead and let that start since we got time we got another 25 minutes or so so we might as well continue i am ra i greet you in the love and the light of our infinite creator I am with this mind, body, spirit complex which has offered itself for a channel. I communicate with you. Queries are in order in your projections of mind distortion at this time space. Thusly would I assure this group that my own social memory complex has one particular method of communicating with those few who may be able to harmonize their distortions with ours, and that is to respond to queries for information. We are comfortable with this format. 
made the queries now begin. Question 2.1. Questioner, I'm guessing that there are enough people who would understand what you are saying, who would be interested enough in it, for us to make a book of your communications and I wondered if you would agree to this. If so, I was thinking that possibly a bit of historical background of yourself might be in order. Answer, I am Ra. The possibility of communication, as you would call it, from the one to the one, through distortion acceptable for meaning is the reason we contacted this group. There are few who will grasp, without significant distortion, that which we communicate through this connection with this mind, body, spirit complex. However, if it be your desire to share our communications with others, we have the distortion towards a perception that this would be the most helpful in regularizing and crystallizing your own patterns of vibration upon the levels of experience which you call the life, if one is illuminated and not all illuminated. Therefore, we are oriented towards speaking for you in whatever supply of speakingness you may desire. To teach learn is the law of one in one of its most elementary distortions. Hence the reason why it is that I'm helping to translate this, because Raw just said, very few people would understand what's, what's being told to you without a lot of distortion, right? And that is the truth, because like I said, well, the more I go back and reread it, including the scrolls and the, you know, all, all the knowledge of the universe itself that we have on this planet, the more you go back, your understanding is completely different depending on where it is that you are in your spiritual growth. So, uh, another, again, the reason why I'm redoing the law of one, revisiting it, uh, not because I'm trying to get popular doing it, because the truth is, you know, you don't have many people that want to hear about this stuff. There's only some juicy tidbits here and there when you talk about uh, stuff that has to do with aliens, which is weird, right? Stuff that has to do with the aliens and finding pyramids and that kind of stuff, I'll get like 10,000 hits. Uh, but when we're talking about the law of one itself and your spirituality, I'll get like 150 to 200 hits. That's it, right? Uh, for now, they'll, they'll, I'm sure in the future, you know, uh, as time goes on, I'll get more and more hits if I don't get deplatformed again uh, off of YouTube or Facebook or both, right? <laughs> right, but... Uh, you know, the, the truth is I'm not doing this just because, uh, well, I did it once and I want to do it again. And I lost all those videos on YouTube because I have them all on my computer already. If I wanted to, I could just put them all right back up on the on the uh, uh, YouTube channel that I do have now. Uh, they're all on uh, Facebook. You can go back there and just go through my videos and go all the way back to 2015 and start from the beginning. If you want or 2017 for the law of one. All right, let's continue. Question 2.2. Questioner, could you tell us something of your historical background and your contact with earlier races on this planet? Then we would have something to start with. Answer, I am Ra. We are aware that your mind, body is calculating the proper method of performing the task of creating a teach-learning instrument. We are aware that you find our incarnate, as you call it, state of interest. We waited for a second query so as to emphasize that the time space of several thousand of your years creates a spurious type of interest. Thus in giving this information, we ask the proper lack of stress be placed upon our experiences in your local space-time. The teach-learning which is our responsibility is philosophical rather than historical. We shall now proceed with your request which is harmless if properly evaluated. We are those of the Confederation who 11,000 of your years ago came to two of your planetary cultures which were at that time closely in touch with the creation of the One Creator. 
It was our naive belief that we could teach learn by direct contact and the free will distortions of individual feeling or personality were in no danger. We thought at being disturbed as these cultures were already closely aligned with an all-embracing belief in the liveness or consciousness of all. We came and were welcomed by the peoples whom we wished to serve. We attempted to aid them in technical ways having to do with the healing of mind, body, spirit complex distortions through the use of the crystal, appropriate to the distortion, placed within a certain appropriate series of ratios of time-space material. Thus were the pyramids created. We found that the technology was reserved largely for those with the effectual mind-body distortion of power. This was not intended by the law of one. We left your peoples. The <clears throat> See, there he's describing uh, by, you know, the, the people the, the, with the, uh, uh, those with the uh, effectual mind-body distortion of power, meaning nefariousness, evil. Thus, was not the intention by the law of one. We left your peoples. Okay, so we came. Let me go back and, and reread that, right? We came and were welcomed by the peoples whom we wished to serve. We attempted to aid them in technical ways having to do with the healing of the mind-body-spirit complex distortions, meaning the mind-body-spirit complex, you, us, and our uh, uh, spirituality, a distortion would be distorted from perfection, okay? So it's a distortion. So we weren't perfect. We hadn't been aligned. We were not spiritually uh, advanced. So they were trying to help us in that way through the use of crystals, right? Appropriate to the distortion placed within certain, uh, certain uh, appropriations, the series of, and, and this is literally talking about here about the pyramid. They put it in the pyramid and they put it into certain places within the pyramid with the mathematical equation of the rooms in the position that they were in inside the pyramid itself. Uh, they get involved in that, but it's far way farther down the road. Uh, but this is what they're what he's alluding to here in meaning, what they're alluding to here in meaning, placed within certain appropriation series of of ratios of time space materials. Thus were the pyramids created. So they created the pyramid and the different chambers of the pyramid did different things, one of which was supposed to help you to enlighten you in a spiritual way. One would heal your and realign all of your chakras. And another one was infinite knowledge and and uh, wisdom, okay? And so you would go into these pyramids and you would have different experiments in uh, experiences in the Giza Plateau large pyramid, okay? But however, those with the mind-body distortion of power took that information and control. So then they that was not intended by the law of one. So they left the people, left the earth, okay? So that is the explanation right there that... That is what happened. So they screwed us up. Ra admits this. They admit that they didn't. They weren't aware of it. Uh, and then once we got stuck, they then uh, uh, decided to stay here to help us. And that's why he said uh, early on, or they said early on, we're here to help you either graduate this time uh, or in the next. Hopefully not, because that's seventy-five thousand years. So hopefully it is this time uh, that most of the people are going to wake up. And it looks like. Uh, the amount of wanderers that have come through and walk-ins that have come through, it looks like they are uh, getting to the point where everybody exponentially is starting to wake up. So it will more than likely be this time and in this lifetime 
that the majority of the people will start to to and then we'll have a big transition and things are, are going to change and that's what we've been, we've been shooting for in this lifetime uh for the entire entirety of this lifetime those of us who are uh here and doing this work let me go back and finish with this group that was to work with those in the area of South America, as you called that portion of your sphere, gave up not so easily. They returned. We did not. However, we have never left your vibration due to our responsibility for the changes in consciousness we had first caused and then found distorted in ways not relegated to the law of one. We attempted to contact the rulers of the land to which we had come, that land which you call Egypt, or in some areas, the Holy Land. In the 18th dynasty, as it is known in your records of space-time distortions, we were able to contact a pharaoh, as you would call him. The man was small in life experience on your plane and was a, what this instrument would call, Mondra. Thus, this mind, body, spirit complex received our communication distortions and was able to blend his distortions with our own. This young entity had been given a vibratory complex of sound which vibrated in honor of a prosperous god, as this mind-body complex, which we call instrument for convenience, would call Ammon. The entity decided that this name, being in honor of one among many gods, was not acceptable for inclusion in his vibratory sound complex. Thus, he changed his name to one which honored the sound disk. This distortion, called Eton, was a close distortion to our reality as we understand our own nature of mind, body, spirit complex distortion. However, it does not come totally into alignment with the intended teach learning which was sent. So, so that, that's where you have, if you read the Book of the Dead, um, that's where you have, or the Book of Life, that's where you have Amun-Ra, Amun-Re, that's where that comes from. But the, the deity at the time couldn't do that. Uh, he wasn't that far into the, like they said, distortion of it. So this, thus the distortion called Aten. So this was Aken Aten. That was, that uh, it changed all of Egypt to the law of one, to the one monotheistic uh, creation of the universe through the duality of the, of the creator and uh, recreated the Egyptian pantheon into a single God. The people and the priests, of course, hated it. Right. Uh, they didn't like it. And this is what he talks about right here. And eventually uh, they, they killed him out of power quickly and went back to the many gods. Uh, but that was the only place where uh, at that time where the law of one had come in and was trying to take hold. The other place being in South America, but those people bought into it and they all ascended. And so they disappeared. That's what he referred to where um, there was nefarious there, nefariousness there as well, but they didn't leave. They stayed and didn't take no for an answer and helped right away. Whereas raw, they claim now, well, we're here to stay to help you because we screwed you up. Uh, so, but Akhenaten was that deity that we know in history that adopted, and that was when the entire Amun-Ra, Amun-Re thing came into play, and Ra became the sun god. The only reason we still have that uh, in in the Egyptian pantheon is because they couldn't explain it away a whole hundred uh, percent, even though they reintroduced the the ten thousand gods that they have. Ra stayed uh, in there. The sun god stayed in their pantheon, and is still there to this day. All right, let me continue. This entity, Akhenaten, 
became convinced that the vibration of one was the true spiritual vibration and thus decreed the law of one. However, this entity's beliefs were accepted by very few. His priests gave lip service only, without the spiritual distortion towards seeking. The peoples continued in their beliefs. When this entity was no longer in this density, again the polarized beliefs in the many gods came into their own and continued so until the one known as Mahan delivered the peoples into a more intelligible distortion of mind, body, spirit relationships. Do you have a more detailed interest at this time? Question 2. So literally here, Ra talks about Muhammad, that until Muhammad came, way later down the road, um, there was no in Egyptian um, uh, in the you know Muslim way uh, until Muhammad. And then he created Mus the Muslim way. Until that, uh, the people were still following the many gods, and it wasn't until Muhammad uh, showed up that Muhammad delivered the peoples into a more intelligent, intelligible distortion of the mind-body-spirit relationship between the law of one, or the or the idea of the law of one instead of the many gods. So that's told by Ra right there in, in that uh, section, right? So that's kind of cool that that was mentioned in here. Right, let's continue. Two point three, Questioner, we are very interested in the entire story that you have to tell and getting into the law of one in quite some detail. There will be several questions that I'll ask as we go along that may or may not be related directly to understanding the law of one. However, I believe that the proper way of presenting this as a teach learning vehicle is to investigate different facets of what you tell us. You spoke of crystal healing. One other thing I want to mention is that when the instrument becomes fatigued we want to cut off communication and continue questions at a later time when the instrument is charged. If the instrument is suitable at this time, we would like a little information about the crystal healing that you mentioned. Answer, I am Ra. The principle of crystal healing is based upon an understanding of the hierarchical nature of the structure of the illusion which is the physical body, as you would call it. There are crystals which work upon the energies coming into the spiritual body, there are crystals which work upon the distortions from spirit to mind, there are crystals which balance the distortions between the mind and the body. All of these crystal healings are charged through purified channels. Without the relative crystallization of the healer working with the crystal, the crystal will not be properly charged. The other ingredient is a proper alignment with the energy fields of the planet upon which you dwell and the holistic or cosmic distortions or streamings which enter the planetary aura in such a manner that an appropriate ratio of shapes and placement within these shapes is of indicated aid in the untangling or balancing process. To go through the various crystals to be used would be exhaustive to this instrument, although you may ask us if you wish in another session. The delicacy, shall we say, of the choosing of the crystal is very critical and, in truth, a crystalline structure such as a diamond or ruby can be used by a purified channel who is filled with the love light of one, in almost any application. This, of course, takes initiation and there have never been many to persevere to the extent of progressing through the various distortion readings which initiation causes. May we further inform you in any fairly brief way upon this or another subject? So there they're referring literally to the charging of crystals. Now this gets away from uh, Christianity and most of your Western Judeo-Christian ideologies 
uh, they don't want you doing anything like that. That's considered uh, stuff you would be doing on your own. No way. Right. That's like using incense for casting spells. Yet, if you go to churches now, remember, if you don't know who I am, I uh, was knighted by the Roman Catholic Church. I was brought up uh, a Catholic, very Christian. Uh, and I'm also a Christian minister outside of the Catholic Church because you can't be a, a priest in the Catholic Church unless you go to their seminary and swear off women. Uh, you can bugger little boys and then just get transferred around and have sex with the nuns and just get transferred around. But if you get married, they don't want to pay for your wife and kids. Um, just saying, right? As you can tell, I'm a recovering Catholic. Uh, but I was knighted by them and have a sir title. And I'm also a minister in the Catholic religion. And then I'm a, a minister outside of the Catholic religion as well. So I'm not coming at you from somebody who's an atheist, right? <laughs> so when I, when I bash the Christian religion or any other religion, it's because it's the religion that I'm bashing, not the spirituality. There is a difference between the spirituality and spirituality should be personal. And that's what Jesus taught. That's what Mohammed taught. That's what, what all deities who are teaching the proper way in the universe. And even those people that, that uh, from like the Buddha, which became Buddhism, uh, the Tao Te Ching, the Book of the Way, the, the Nag Hammadi, which is, uh, you know, the Egyptian uh, a book that has all of the books from all of the scrolls from the Dead Sea involved in it. All the religions from all of the all the religions from all of the um, races around the world, their their spirituality is identical and it's all the same. Uh, the the semantics are what you do in the religion. And that's what they've fractured everyone into believing that you have to go to war over. That's why the Muslims went to war against the Christians and the Christians against the Muslims and the Muslims against the Jews and the Jews against the Muslims and the Jews against the Christians and the Christians. You know what I mean? They have all of that happening and then all of them going against the East and going after uh, everybody that is a Buddhist or, or Zen or Taoist because they must be evil and they, they're not, you know, uh, but yet... Yet the, the Christians and the Muslims have been warring each other for thousands of years. And yet when when you meet a Muslim, they say, uh, you know, assalamu alaikum. Uh, and the response to that is alaikum salam. And that that literally means, uh, you know, peace be with you, peace be upon you and also you. And when the Catholic meets another Catholic, they say, peace be with you. And when a priest gets up, he says, peace be with you. And the response to the priest is, and also with you. So the words are identical. The words mean the same thing. Yet because one's spoken in another language, those people must be evil uh, because they're worshiping a God who has no name. Yet if you ask the priest in a, in a Christian religion or a cat or the Catholics, what is the name of your God? They say, I'll get to that, Jen, in a second. They, they say, uh, well, they, our God has no name. Right. He is. So wait a minute. So the, the Hebrew God and the and the Christian God and the Muslim God, none of them. There is no name for that God, the creation of the universe. Why are they different? So, OK, so Jen, uh, this is why I stopped there, because uh, I was going to get into the crystals, but I wanted to explain that stuff really quickly. So, but Jen says, I don't understand uh, what he was saying about crystal healing, what he was talking about in the, the crystal healing uh, is is the different ways Right. Okay. First of all, all the different crystals uh, can be charged. You have to remember that a ruby is red. Therefore, it has the red base root chakra color. So you're not going to want to charge uh, a red ruby to heal your heart because the heart chakra is not, in fact, red. Right. So he said I could get into describing all of the crystals, but it would take a while. So uh, so I won't get into that right here right now. And so he didn't. But that but knowing 
that people who are going to be reading this or translating it to people like myself understand what he's saying. Um, he, he's leaving that up to me <laughs> or someone else if you're watching and their version. But they're going to tell you the same thing. Anybody that understands crystals and how and, and uh, how those work, all the different crystals, there's crystals, gems that are crystalline. You need to understand that a diamond is a crystal, a, a crystal which is glass itself, is a crystal. Anything that is that is prismatic, prismatic, anything that is a, a glass uh, that is not a solid, that is not a solid rock that is in fact something you can see through, is a crystal because it is crystalline. Salt is crystalline. Sand is crystalline. They are made up of crystal. Okay, they're different crystals, and the different shades of their sand that are different colors and different shapes and different. Uh, um, uh, literally different shapes. There, there's some sand that is square. Other sand is is uh, diamond shaped, and that is in nature. Okay, so so every gem that we have that is a different color. Look at even gold. We have gold. There's rose gold. There's chocolate gold. There's white gold, and there's yellow gold. In crystals, uh, you know, you have uh, diamonds. You have uh, that. I think I just it, it's the same thing. You have you have diamonds that are blood diamonds. Those are red. You have diamonds that are the yellow diamonds you have diamonds that are chocolate diamonds and you have diamonds that are clear diamonds each one of those crystals the, the crystalline structure is what we label uh whether it's a diamond or a ruby or a, a or an amethyst or a, a, some other what we call like you know your birthstone each one of those is a different color and the different color coincides with the rainbow and the rainbow is the, the colors of the chakra points in our body from the red root chakra in the base to the orange, to the yellow, to the green, to the blue, to the purple, to the indigo or the indigo, then the purple uh, and so on uh, for the for the seven major uh, arcana, the major chakras. Each one of those energies are different and have a different wavelength that do different things. Your base root energy would be the sexual energy uh, for a man or a woman because it's in your base root. It is the base root beginning energy of us as a human being, but it's also the beginning energy of the creation of the universe itself. That's why in the human being, remember before I talked about, if you heard from the beginning, the microcosm to the macrocosm, the human body is the microcosm is the same as the universe, only on a smaller, smaller, smaller scale. That's what that means to the macrocosm, which would be the, the universal uh, existence. So if you and I, since you're a female and I'm a male, if we got together and we mated, that which is my base root chakra, which would be the, the you know, my private parts and your private parts, you know, the only way that we can create is that, that my seed and your seed have to mix. So it is literally the base of my in, uh, creation and the base of your creation in a physical act or the act of, of uh, you know, going in and getting the sperm and, 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 and inseminating your egg, if it were you and I, that we're going to have children. Okay, so we can either do that through in vitro fertilization to where you and I don't actually have to have, have any kind of intercourse, or you and I would get together and say we got married and we decided to have children. That creation, when you and I create a child, is, is us reenacting the creation of the universe. Do you understand? So we're creating, you and I would then donate parts of ourselves together and make a child that would be very unique. And if we had two children, three children, 10 children, each one would be completely different. Now, when it comes to healing purposes, that would be a different kind of crystal, which would be a different color. 
than the red crystal. The red crystal is more for love and the creation and everything that that entails. So if you want to know what crystal healing is about, all you have to do is Google chakra points and what they mean and what they represent and what they, then the colors. And then you, then they'll tell you how that coincides with a ruby or a diamond or an amethyst or, a, a, you know, or a, a you know, whatever else, the, there are different ones, different colors, including uh, black, completely black and things like that. So the energies of all of those stones that are crystalline and even regular just stones, rocks, they all have their own energy and their own resonance. They all vibrate uh, and have a function and we can charge them uh, the, the regular like a crystal crystal uh, that is just a, a crystal that is just, a, the, you know, a, uh, sand crystal or, or something like that, that we can give those energy to do almost what we want but if the ones have color it's just like a candle if it has color i don't know if you know anything about um, paganism wiccanism druidism uh, but the candles with the wax if you give it a color that changes what that energy is that's because it coincides with the chakra colors which coincide with the rainbow colors and all of those colors have an energy and a function not only do they have a, a, a physical uh, vibration, they have a spiritual vibration, they have a, a harmonic vibration. All of that is the same. All of that is one. They're just different frequencies of the oneness that makes up the universe. So all of the crystalline structures on our planet, rocks, stones, uh, everything has its own vibration. You, me, everything does. So we being complex, uh, the comp the more complex the entity is in creation, a tree, a, a blade of grass, a cat, a dog, a bird, a human being being uh, one of the humans and whales and dolphins uh, and even, you know, uh, gorillas and monkeys, uh, the, the closer we become or higher up we become on the food chain, uh, the, what, we, what we call the peripheral food chain, uh, the more complex of a structure that we have because of the more complex of a structure we have, the higher up on the food chain that we are. So all of the crystals that are just laying around, the rocks that are just laying around, they play an integral part just like we do and everything else does in the universe. So you can take them and charge them. So I could take a red ruby and charge it with more love and use that to help you in, in, uh, in that feeling uh, and healing your love centers. Uh, but, it, but it can't do uh, wisdom. Because it's not a wisdom stone. A green stone would be more wisdom. Uh, and an orange stone would be more wisdom-like than a purple stone because of that's a higher wisdom. So everything, everything resonates by the color bands from the base root red all the way up to purple and everything in between. And, uh, and the, uh, the, the chakra points are the accentuation of each individual color. But then when you go from, say, red to yellow, you're moving you know, from red through orange to get to yellow. So if you take red, all of our colors blend that way. If you take red and you add yellow to it, it becomes orange. Do you understand? So as you're moving and you're adding another hue, uh, of a color, you're you're exiting out away from red, going more into yellow through orange, and then from orange, when you add colors, you start going to what? You go from from uh, yellow to what? To green, then to blue. 
Do you understand? And then from blue, you end up back towards purple because when you get from indigo, which is dark blue, like the heart that you put on the screen when you said thank you, that's more of an indigo color. I think that's really more royal, but it looks almost indigo. Um, then from there, you add the red root because now you blend all the colors back to the base root red and you get purple. Right. It, it, but if you take them all off of the rainbow and you blend them, they all become brown or black. Right. Uh, but if you take the chakras and blend them that way, you get the love and the creation that goes with wisdom uh, and, and understanding. And that's where you get that's why you end up with a purple uh, uh, as the color of um, the crown chakra. And then when you go past that back to the universe, colors drop away. Right. That's exactly why you're still here. <laughs> That's what and what'll happen is you may miss a week or so and then you'll tune in one day and you'll go, oh, my God. It, and this is what people tell me the entire time. And it happens for me, too. When we're doing a part of the law of one, I will swear that the session has to do with what I was going through in that day prior to or the week prior to leading up to the law of one. How could this be uh, that I that this resonates so much with me? And then people would say, my God, I just tuned in for the first time. And this sounds like what I was going through. It's weird. It's like you're talking directly to me. Uh, and that's when you're really in tune with the law of one and uh, and it and it resonates with you. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of cool when that happens. Uh, However, you know, this is why I'm here to help with the understanding, because literally that was just a, a, a little raw set. Most people aren't going to understand this without great distortion. And literally that paragraph, you were like, what does that mean? And look how long it took me to explain all of that. And the truth is, I haven't really explained it uh, as much as I could explain it. I've given you the, the basic ideology of chakra points and, and crystals. But there's so much more. People have written books and have spent their entire lives teaching this to people. Do you do you see? Do you understand? So, and and I've spent my entire life learning this. I started. This is no joke. I, I I'll tell you the story. You may not because I don't know how long you've been listening to me, Jen. You may not know anything about me. I have the 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 hereditary title that I was earned of Merlin in the in the uh, pagan Wiccan Druid, especially the Druid uh, religion. That's where the 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 title comes from. Uh, Merlin, the title comes from. Uh, when I was a child, I was probably four, three, four, five, somewhere around there. I don't remember exactly what. Um, and my father was working nights then, and I would, I had these. We had a, we had a, um, on the side of our house, we had a river rock gravel, uh, so it was very smooth and and uh, had been in a river, and then it was used on the side of our house. And when my father parked the boat there that we were working on, and and a, a, a truck that we were rebuilding and stuff there, and we would pull it into the garage, work on it, put it back outside, right, so he could park in the garage. So I went out and got four river rocks, and they're very smooth. And on the bedposts of my bed, uh, every night I would put one on each post, which were lined. I didn't realize the word they were lined with the cardinal points. Uh, north, south, east, and west, but I was unaware of that, although I guess I was aware of it, but I didn't realize north, south, east, and west. And I would put these rocks on my bed, and I was doing that because in my mind, I was casting a spell. I was creating a bubble, and, and which is literally casting a circle uh, in the pagan and Wiccan and Druid religions. But I didn't, I was not, I didn't know any of this because I had no one had taught me any of this. We were Christian, 
at that time, but I was casting this bubble that I knew instinctively I could sleep inside of, which I still do to this day, by the way. I cast a bubble to go to sleep in. Uh, I cast a circle to go to sleep in uh, so that I could keep out all negative energy. I do that before the show. I cast a circle around the, in the, the, around the room and my house before I do the show every, every time I do the show. And then I break the circle when, I'm, when the show is over to make sure that the energy that comes through from me is not interrupted and I'm not going to be under attack by negative energy while I'm on the show. I might be kicked off of the internet and that's done outside, uh, but I still fight against that as well to stay on the air while I'm on my show. So I was casting this, this circle to sleep in, and my father happened to, to be off that day, and he came in to put me to bed, and I was doing that. And he said to me, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm casting a bubble to sleep in so that no evil can get me. And he said, why are you doing that? And who taught you how to do that? And I said, no one. I just, it was, I thought that it was just the right thing to do. And he says, well, why would you do that? And I looked out my window and I said, because there's evil things out there and I don't want them to get me. And my father looked outside. And he says, what, what evil things? He says, what, what is there evil that's out there? And I said, what well, did you see behind the tree? And we had two trees in our backyard and I was pointing behind our black walnut tree. I said, if you are right there behind the, the tree, there's this red evil thing with glowing, fiery red eyes. And my father looked at me and then looked out the window and looked back at me. And he said, you can see that? And I said, yes. And he said, well, what do you see? And I explained to him what I saw and that it was evil and that it was wanting to get me and that I was not going to allow it to happen. And my father said, you can see that right out there. And I said, yeah. And he said, okay. And so you were doing what? And I said, I was casting this bubble so that it couldn't get to me while I slept. And he said, well, first of all, I'm not going to allow that thing to get to you. So you don't have to worry about that. However, um, Go to sleep, and tomorrow we'll talk about this, and tomorrow is you start your training. And the next day, my father explained to me that our bloodline comes from the bloodline of, uh, of first of all, of kings, and secondly, of um, Merlins and, and magic users, and that everybody in our family has ESP and all these other abilities, and that my uh, training was to begin. And so that is where I started. So I was like four years old and I had this very European, very pagan, Wiccan, Druid religion, spirituality that was taught to me beside uh, and underneath the Christian Catholic dogma. And my father told me, you can't talk about this with other people because they won't understand. And you'll understand this when you get older. But right now you need to understand you can't talk to your friends at school. Uh, and some of our family members won't even understand this. So you can't talk to them either uh, unless I say that it's okay because this information you'll understand as you go on. So at first I was just listening to my father, but then I, as I got older, I started to understand why he said these things that he said, because at that time, even when I was in my twenties and married to my first wife, um, she was, it, it, it was, and still is, a, you know, a Wiccan priestess. We could not tell anyone. And this is, this is like, you know, 25 years ago, we couldn't tell anyone because they would here in the state of California, the most liberal place on the face of the earth would take our children from us because we weren't Christian 25 years ago. So we couldn't say that we were in any way pagan or Wiccan or Druid because they would take her son from us. Even then, we had to hide it. It's only been in the last, you know, 15 or so years 
in this state and in some places in the in this country still if you said that you were what i talk about now they would excommunicate me from the church like i, I care right like i care that the church right now if they heard all this shit that i was talking about would excommunicate me the catholic church like that was oh no oh no i'm going to do what now i'm going to go to your fabled invented hell that's not a thing it's not real it doesn't happen you guys know it too but you want me to believe that because by believing it, then I'm living in fear. And that's what they're trying to create is instill fear in you because uh, fear, anger, and aggression leads to the dark side. Those are words that Yoda said. Oh, Yoda's a fictitious character that was just invented. And there's no definitive proof that he was alive. Does that sound familiar? They say the same thing about Jesus Christ. <laughs> say the same thing about Muhammad. They say the same thing about Moses. There is no definitive proof that that deity lived. Uh, and so we don't really know. They say that about every single person. Uh, the uh, Lao Chi who wrote the Tao Te Ching, which means the Book of the Way. They say there is no definitive proof that he was real. The the Buddha, who at the exact same year who that that Lao Chi wrote the Tao Te Ching, the Buddha uh, was alive and, and was was writing his material. We believe it was the same exact soul, by the way, uh, in in two different bodies in the same country. Um, but they say both of them didn't. Well, we don't have any definitive proof that they were alive either. They say it about everybody right now. Mahatma Gandhi is on film. But eventually, as time goes further out, they're going to say Mahatma Gandhi didn't really exist and that uh, Martin Luther didn't really exist. There's no definitive proof. But right now we have actual film that shows them speaking and alive. Those things will eventually disappear into the ether. And then they'll immediately, the nefariousness will immediately try to eradicate and erase any knowledge of that person actually being real. Anybody who actually speaks in any way that is uh, that is not a part of their thinking look at what they're doing now here in the united states with the progressive left if you don't agree with them 100 percent, they try to eradicate you how do you think they're trying to eradicate jesus right now first they were trying to get it a church and state separated and now they're trying to eradicate the religion completely off the face of the earth and half of these people claim to be when it's time to get voted into office devout christian and catholics and these same people who call themselves devout catholics Roman Catholics, devout Roman Catholics, are now saying and fighting and saying that it that lying to the people of the United States and saying that Roe versus Wade being overturned has now made uh, that illegal throughout the land of the United States, which is an absolute lie. It has not made anything illegal. It has just taken away the legality that made it legal 100% in every single state and is kicking it back to the people, you, the voter now get to vote on whether or not in your state abortion is legal. So if you believe it should be legal, you vote for it. And if enough people, like they claim, they claim that 75% of all of Americans believe that abortion should be legal, then what's their worry? If what they say is true, that the majority of the people in the United States believe that the abortion should be legal, should be legal why are they concerned that it's going to be on the, in the hands of the voters? Think about that. That's the question you should be asking. Because if that is, in fact, true, like they say, it's just like they say, you know, 75% of all Americans think that we should have no guns. Well, then how come it's not up for vote? Because they know that is silly and a lie. Because when Americans are would vote on it, it would make all the guns go away. Yet guns are still here. You know why? Because what they're telling you is not true. 
Same thing with uh, with the majority of people want abortion to be legal. If that were the case, then in November, the majority of the people are going to say that it should be legal, and it will then again become legal throughout all of the United States. But the fact that they're throwing a, a hissy fit about it today and are going to run on that and try to tell you, if you don't vote for them, that it's going to go away. Well, why would it go away? If it's in the hands of the people, and the majority of the people want it to be legal, why do I have to vote a Democrat into power to keep it legal? Because the majority of the people you claim want it to be legal, so why don't we just put it on the ballot for all Americans to vote on? Because they know that that's not true. The majority of the people don't want abortion to be legal. Because when you ask the majority of the people, should abortion be legal, they go, yes, but then you say to them, well, hold on, Um, should abortion be legal up to the day that the baby's born or even a week after people go, well, no. Okay. So where should abortion stop? Should we make it legal for um, 15 weeks, 20 weeks? And then people will have a limit that the majority of the people in the United States say it should be legal, but only up to a certain date, not all the way up to abortion. And that's not what the Democrats are, are pushing for. They're pushing for even abortion. They did this in the state of uh, Virginia. They did do this. You can look this up. And then it was overturned by the Supreme court. They said that you have up to six months after the baby's born to decide to kill it or not. That's the truth. You can look that up. I'm not making that up. That if a, if a parent decides after the baby's born, right, and we know that postpartum could have a, a, a mother deciding that and then regret it later. But if the mother gives birth to the child and then says, yeah, I don't like it, you can euthanize the child. That was a law for about, um, you know, uh, three weeks in the state of Virginia until the Supreme Court overturned that and said, what are you, fucking nuts? No. No, you can't give a live birth and then destroy the child. Uh, but that was a thing a couple of years ago, guys. So that's crazy. I, I don't I don't agree with abortion. Not 100 percent. I don't think that, that it, you know what I mean? I said that I think abortion should be a, a thing. But I don't think that you should just be able to, you know, what happens if you have a kid that's 18? You decide, you know what? My kid didn't turn out right. I want to kill my kid. I want to abort it. Why is that different than aborting it a day or a month after the kid was born? What's the difference? Yep, my kid turned out to be a moron. I failed. Shoot this one, and we'll start over with another one. Let's make that legal, right? How many parents would now kill their kids? Because they're like, you know what? I hate your fucking guts. You turned out to be an asshole. I mean, think about that when it gets, when you start allowing things to get crazy, that's insane. So you can't, you can't do that, man. <laughs> it's just crazy. Can't go down that road. If you go down that road, then people are going to be, you know, that's the same as with religions with saying you're going to go to hell, right? You could tell anybody you're going to hell. You're going to hell if you jerk off. That's what the church will have you believe, right? If you masturbate, you're going to hell. What? Are you stupid? Where's that written? That's not written anywhere. It's not real. That's not a thing, right? So, so all of that, you have to realize, listen to what we just talked about with raw, okay? What did Ross say? You have to realize that you are everything. You are everyone. You So when you abort a fetus, that's you killing yourself. Do you see? Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. I'm, I'm not that conservative. I'm thinking that you shouldn't have to come to that. Like Denise said earlier, if, you, if you're taking care of the contraception the way that you should be using it, you don't have that problem, right? <laughs> this was, yeah, this was weird. Somehow my emoji changed to an angry face. Well, I didn't see that, but that's funny. To an angry face, I put a heart. Weird. I, I didn't see that, so I apologize if that if it did do that, I didn't see it. So that's okay. Uh, that if it did change to an angry face, I didn't see it. So when you changed it back to a heart, all I saw was the heart. 
Um, who knows how that happened, right? Uh, but you have to realize, we all have to realize when we're making decisions, we have to think about the fact that we are all one. The, we, have to, we have to realize that. And what they do is they try to demonize everything and everybody to separate us all, right? That's part of the nefariousness. It's part of their control. It's part of separation uh, from us, from our soul, into making us believe that we are this pain body and that we are only this construct, and then they try to, t- and then they try to get you to think the way they want you to think, because they need you to create for them the reality that they want. That's why they have telling everybody you have to go to, you'll go to hell if you don't do this. You're going to go to hell if you don't do that, because then you're afraid and you're living in fear, and they have you living in fear. And people who are in fear are easier to control. So that's the Hegelian dialectic. They 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 create a fear. They create a problem that they already have a solution to, but the only way they give you that solution is they charge you. And they charge you what? They charge you power and control over you. And then they give you the solution. And most of the time, the solution is more power and control for them. 99.999% of the time, the solution is more power and control to them, not just them giving it to you, but even after they give it to you, it creates more power and control over you. And that once you give, do that for the first time, it becomes easier for them to create another uh, a, a, a problem and give you another solution and take more power from you. Look at 9-11. 9-11 gave them the opportunity. Never let a, a good uh, disaster go to waste. They took uh, a 9-11. The, at that time, it was the Bushes that were in charge, but they were still the cabal. No difference between the Bushes and the, and the Obamas or the, or the Clintons or the, uh, or the Trumps or now the, the uh, Bidens. They're all the same family. You have to remember that. They're all the same people. So they all have the same agenda. They have you com- convinced that there's a difference between the Republicans and the Democrats, but they're all up to the same game. If you look, there's only a few uh, Democrats and a few Republicans who are actually looking out for you. All the rest of them are friends, and they're all looking out for the same swamp because they're all forever swampers. They're all the rich and the elite, and they're the fringes. They're the ones that are not sitting at the, at the parent table, by the way. Politicians are the, are the second or third tier down. Okay, you need to understand that they, they have you down at the bottom as the slave, but politicians are not in charge of the planet. They just think they are. They're the ones that are sitting at the baby table, at the kid table. Okay, there's people behind them, which is all the money, the, the rich and the elites that you don't get to see. The families, there's a few of the names that we know because they had this big stake in the past in America and Europe. So their names are, are still there, you know, that we still we still know that. Right. Uh, we still know some of those names, but a lot of the names we don't know, and they are part of these families, but they stay hidden. The ones that stay hidden that you don't hear about very often are the ones that are actually in charge. There's there, you know, the people you hear people saying there's 13 families. No, they're not. There's seven. Okay. Behind the seven is 13. Behind the 13 is heads of state. Behind the heads of state, or I should say not behind them, but in front of them. Right. So behind the going the other direction, I should have said that right. I was saying that wrong. Behind the heads of state is money. Behind the money is the people who are in real power. So in front of the real power is the is, you know, the ones that are in real power is the money, which is being fed to them by the people that are in real power. That money is feeding the politicians and the heads or I should say the heads of state and the heads of state are feeding the politicians and promising them to become the heads of state. Then the heads of state go down to the county level, to the city level, right? And then you have corporations and they do the same thing. That's the caste system, which is a pyramid system where 
one person is in charge and then it, and then it trickles down to everybody else. Right. And so you have the overlord and then you have the two below that, and the four below that, and the eight below that, and, and so on down to the masses that are the base down on the ground, the graveling uh, people that are that are snipping in their asses at grass for food. OK, and that's the way they want to keep it. That's why they're trying to destroy the middle class with this pandemic. And that was uh, that was uh, the, the plan was to make their either be rich and elite or uh, rich and elite and poor. No one in between. Because there are some people in the countries that make a lot of money, China, America, in countries in Europe, where the slaves like, uh, you know, like Bill Gates, the slaves like uh, Mark Zuckerberg, these slaves have all of a sudden, like Whoopi Goldberg, have uh, uh, these slaves like uh, Oprah Winfrey, have ascended and have more money than some of these elite families around the world. They don't like that. So they have to they have to try and incorporate them into their uh, into their uh, elites below the third run, but make them think that they're in charge of all kinds of shit. And they're not. They're just lapdogs. Right. And this is all what the law of one's trying to uh, explain to the world. Uh, and, and and it's so that's why people are like, I can't believe it. you're talking about politics. I don't want to hear about that. Oh, so you want to hear about spirituality? Oh, yeah, I'm very spiritual. I would love to hear about spirituality. I'm like, OK, you have no idea that. Your your spirituality is being in service to others, if that's what you are. Uh, and the other spirituality that is on this planet and in this universe is that of nefariousness. It is that of evil. It is that of what? Self-serving, people who are in service to self. That is arrogant, egotistical, narcissistic people. If you think about yourself before you think about everybody else and you have to have acolytes, you have to have... Uh, uh, you have to be in the limelight. You have to have people telling you how beautiful you are and how you're so popular and how you're the coolest thing on the planet. Then, then you're evil. And you have to admit that to yourself. You have to then say, do I want to stay evil or do I want to uh, become in service to others? Right? So if you're doing this, this is why when I say, when people say, you know, you only have like five people listening to your fucking show. Why do you do it? I would, if that were my show, I would turn it off. That's because you're in service to yourself. You're trying to get popular. That's why you do it. I'm not doing this because I'm trying to get fucking popular. I wouldn't even be talking about politics, or I would be talking only politics, and I'd be screaming and pissing into the wind, man. And, you know, and I'd be this crazy hippie, and everybody would laugh at me, and they would love me, and they would all listen to me. Or I would talk about tits and ass, or cars, muscle cars, or sports, or something stupid and fucking mundane. Or I'd be dancing on, on, on fucking TikTok and shaking my penis, right? If I was a woman, if I were a woman right now, I'd be super popular because I'd be, I'd be shaking my ass and waving my tits at everybody. That's what you got to do on TikTok and you get a million hits on every platform. I would exploit what I have if I were about myself. I'm not. I'm in service to others. So therefore, I'm here and I'm talking and I'm trying to spread spirituality and love to people. But I also have to inform you that the reason that you're stuck here is the evil religion, the evil spirituality, which is in control of the minds of the masses because they, they put themselves into a position of power because they're power hungry. So that's why they're there. And this is what Raw is literally trying to say throughout the entire thing is to warn people. Jesus was doing the same thing. So was Mohammed. So was Moses. They were trying to warn you, every single religious personages around the entire universe of this of this solar system that, uh, of spirituality, including up to political figures like Martin Luther King Jr., Mohatan Gandhi, 
the Dalai Lama. What you don't realize is that their message to you isn't just peace and love. Some people choose not to show you both sides of the coin. And they only say, all you need is love. Love. That got him killed. Do you realize that? That got that man killed. They murdered him because he was singing about love. I'm not saying it was wrong that he was doing that. But my point is, that man didn't choose to point out to you the negative side of the universe or the world. And he still got murdered for it. Same thing with Mahatma Gandhi. He showed you that. He was showing people the defiance of tyranny and saying we're stronger than them if we just sit down and do nothing peacefully. And they murdered him over that. Jesus did the same thing and was pointing out the same thing, and they murdered him for it. They tried to come for Muhammad, but Muhammad ascended. Now, am I trying to say that I'm those people? Well, yes, in a sense, but I'm not trying to say I'm a savior. If I were trying to tell you I'm a savior, you would need to run for me as fast as you can because then I'm, I, and Jesus didn't try to tell you he was the savior. Neither did Muhammad. None of the people who died for their, uh, their way were trying to tell you they were uh, uh, the sacrificial lamb. None of them. Okay? They weren't there to do that. They became that, unfortunately, and then people started following them. Do I want to sacrifice myself? Hell no, I'm not Jesus. I'm not Mohammed. I'm not any of those people by any means of the of the thought process. However, I'm here on the same mission they were on, just like you or should be, just like every single one of us should be on. Because they weren't telling you something that was that is something you don't already know or that you're not already here to do. Do you understand? And neither am I. Have they attempted to take my life, though? Yes. I've almost died uh, quite a few times. I always thought it was just, you know, coincidence. It was just something that happened. And I, I almost died. It fucking happens on this planet. And then I had psychics come to me afterwards and say, you know, they were trying to kill you, trying to murder you. They had people literally in a different dimension trying to murder you in this one. What? Oh, come on. Right. I didn't want to buy that for a long time. Well, the coincidences are just too grand. At some point, you realize there is no such thing as coincidence. In fact, I just did a show on that on Wednesday <laughs> right? Um, on on uh, on uh, Skull Island, my other podcast, where I have four co-hosts there. We're uh, four co-creators of the podcast. We literally uh, talk, called that show Wednesday. Is there such thing as a coincidence? And the answer to that was no, there isn't. There are no coincidences. Everything does happen for a reason. And, uh, and and it's supposed to happen the way that it's happening for you, for me, and for everyone, for those of us around, all of us, to evolve in the way that we do. So there is no coincidence. So I, I, I understand that. I get that. Or I understand that because I will stand under anyone. I understand that. I'm just trying to interpret the knowledge the best I can from the law of one and from all of the Talmuds, from the Dead Sea Scrolls, from all of the Bibles that I've read and studied. I've done this my entire life. That's where, I, you know, I was going down that road with the with the uh, uh, Druid religion, which if you've listened to my show, you know that because I've talked about that before and the Christian uh, background that I have. I've studied my entire life. I've studied all of these religions, all of these Talmuds around the world, and I still continue to do that. I'm a nerd. When I, I'm visiting my, I'm my mom's caregiver, right? I'm getting a divorce now. The reason I'm divorcing is because my wife couldn't, she told me she couldn't share me with the world because I would spend too much time trying to help the people of this planet to become more spiritual, to graduate from this planet, and she doesn't have any time in her life for that. And so, therefore, she could no longer be my wife. 
and that she can't be my wife in this lifetime because she knows that in this lifetime, I'm going to continue doing this until this life that I have, this construct, this body dies. So she's divorcing me. That's not a joke. That's real true, true to life. I've had that conversation with her. I don't hate her for it. She's not in a place spiritually and she, and eventually she'll understand or understand she'll get uh, exactly what it is that she said to me and why she said it to me and what that means. Usually what happens is that somebody will end up doing that to her at some point when she uh, finds herself being more spiritual than somebody that she's in love with is going to go, sorry, uh, we're incompatible. I can't, you know, I just had someone uh, unfriend me today because of my, uh, uh, my belief that I think that the people of the United States should vote on whether or not everything is legal, whether uh, abortion is legal or illegal, and that every single state should vote on it individually because it shouldn't be up to some body in Washington to decide what is legal and what is not legal. Because what's next? If they continue down that road, then they're going to say, well, guns are illegal because we said so. Right. Well, the majority of the people want guns. And then they're going to say, what? What else are they going to do? Are they going to pretty soon say we can't wear color, that we have to wear gray stuff? I mean, if you look at the movie, the book, the 1984, that's what the government did. That was the warning from the person who wrote that book, that if you allow it, they're going to make you all shave your head, dress the same and live as a construct like a like a slave. Look what the Chinese are doing to the Uyghurs. They're doing just that. They make them all shave their heads and wear the exact same clothes. And then they're blindfolded 90% of the time unless they're doing the job of slave labor that they're forcing them to do. This is a reality. Okay, so, so by that token, they would continue doing that worldwide if they had the opportunity. They're already doing it to an entire spiritual group of people. The Uyghurs are people who believe to, they want to be Muslim in that country of china that's not a joke you can look that up okay so by that standard of socialism and communism the people that are here in this country and in all the countries of the world that are now going down that socialistic democratic socialism road there's no such thing those are that's like saying i'm pregnant and not you either are or you're not okay you're either a democracy or you're a socialist country you can't be a, sem a, a socialist democracy. There's no such thing. Those two, those two words are not, they, they actually are the opposite of each other. That would be like me, me saying that, I, you know, I'm literally black, but I'm white. Well, you can be half black and half white, but you can't be the same. You can't be one. You can't be both at, at the extreme. That's why I laugh when somebody who's like, you know, a third black or, or a half black says, I'm black first. I'm like, you're half. You're only half. Right. There are people that are 100 percent African that would look at you and go, you're fucking nobody. You're not African. Get out of here. How dare you try to claim that? Do you see? I mean, that's the truth of it. That, I'm three percent, three to five percent Native American. If I claim Native, I could actually, unfortunately, I could claim it because of that. Because you only have to be one thirty second. I'm I'm five percent. That's more than one thirty second, <laughs> right? So that's not a bad example. But that would be like me saying that all the rest of my ninety five percent of me that's European doesn't exist, and that I'm an Indian. I'm a Native American Indian, and then just live by that tribe. That's you. That's silly. I'm not a hundred percent, right? So I'm I'm male. Female is just as silly. Right. I'm but I'm by. Let's be serious. I'm not going to lie to you about that. Those two of you that are left. But most people know that about me anyways.
Okay. So, so do I associate uh, as male, female? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I feel feminine. Sometimes I feel ma masculine, but see, here's the thing. Everyone's going down that road. They just don't know it. And that's like uh, people go, well, gay people always say everybody's gay. They just don't know it yet, but that's different. The fact is that it, when, when we were in the, uh, the, the way things were before, when we were in Bakhtun 12, which is the era that is now ending, it was a warlike era. It was masculine. And the masculine energy was the war energy that we were feeling as an entire species. That is over now. And we are moving into a time that is, is feminine energy ruled. So therefore, it's more loving and caring and nurturing. So all of us, no matter how masculine you think you are, dude, you are going to become more in touch with your feminine side, whether you like it or not, because you, me, and the entire universe are one. And there is no difference between male and female, the creation of the universe. And this is in the Dead Sea Scrolls, so I'm not just making this up. This is in the scrolls that were taken out of the Bible because they didn't want you to know this. It's part of that knowledge. I did a whole show on this. It's part of the knowledge they didn't want you to know about. Okay. In the Dead Sea Scrolls, these scrolls that they claim, oh, there's no definitive uh, 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 proof that those were the scrolls that were taken out of the Bible. Poppycock. Peshaw. They were, in fact, we know this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. You, Julie and, and Denise, you guys are the only two that ever make it. And I love you guys for that. But that's because you actually you guys actually want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But it's OK, because those other people, uh, they only tune in for what is 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 uh, in their psyche. And then they leave if they disagree with me, whether they come back or not. They, they'll go off to some other person and they'll listen to that person. Right. And they'll listen to that podcast. They'll find someone who resonates with them. There's millions of us that do this. Right. That's why I don't worry about it. If I ended up with zero people and every time I went live, I had nobody, I would probably still do this for a while, but not, not very long because it would be nobody listening to me at all. If no one listens to me, then what I'm saying must be wrong. But if I get one person that tunes into me, and I know that after this on the MP3 broadcast, I'm going to have another 100,000 people listen to it worldwide. So, But on the MP4 file, which is just on YouTube and Facebook, uh, I only get a couple people that stay on. And that's okay. I'm not doing this because I want to be popular. I'm not doing this because I want a million hits. I'm doing this because I'm actually wanting to help people. So the people that this resonates with are those who need this information or want this information. Those of you are going to be the ones that are going to stay around. Right. And that's the truth of it. Uh, people pop in and then they leave. Uh, they pop in and they go, oh, he's talking politics and I'm out of here because they're not ready to understand that politics is just the opposite religion to the to the positive religion. And they won't. And once they get to that understanding, they'll go, oh, my God, that guy was who I thought was crazy was actually saying shit that was more right than wrong. And then they go back. That's just like, uh, you know, in the movie, they did that in the movie 2012, where Woody Harrelson's character sounds crazy as fuck. He sounds crazy as fuck in that movie until the world starts to fucking blow up. And then uh, what's his name? Who's the star of the show? They have that moment where they froze the picture and the meme is out there. The, the moment that the crazy guy that you thought was insane, you realize is telling you the truth. And, and that was the part of the scene of the movie where the realization that Woody Harrelson char character was not actually fucking crazy. 
right? Snarky raw. I know Julie Ryan. I love that. You, the, he already he already at once went no. I should have pointed it out. I will point that out though when Snarky Raw gets snarky because you know it's going to happen. Those of you who are listening on the MP3 file and you stay around and long enough for here, Julie and I to talk about this. That that happens. Raw is very snarky, and uh, and Don will ask a question and Raw will go no, or Raw says we have already covered this. He's very snarky, or they, not he, they are very snarky because they're so no nonsensical. They don't have the 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 filters that we have and they don't need the filters that we have for communication. Uh, and so that makes for fun with raw and the uh, and the whole snarkiness, right? So yes, I know I got to go too, Jen. It's been a long time. Uh, I, I spent too much time. I should have been done 40 minutes ago uh, to get dinner going for myself and my mother, but I just continued to ramble on. I do that sometimes. So, uh, so we'll pick up right where we left off here in question 2.4. I'll make sure to write it down. That's where we are. So next Friday, we want, we'll start literally at the at question 2.4, session two, question four, uh, and we'll go forward from that. And I'll interpret the stuff, and I and I, I try, you know, I'll try not to ramble on. Uh, even though those of you who like Julie and Denise, when they stay, they'll tell you I don't actually ramble. It seems like it at first, but then when you listen, like when you go on, when we go on, you're going to realize that everything I covered here right now is going to be shit that Raw's about to cover. Um, I never ramble on. I just talk in parables, right? That's the truth of that. And then I try to uh, raise your vibration. I throw you, I, I start you down at zero and I give you that low vibration, talk politics, and then I jam you up and make your vibration shoot up. And I do that on purpose. And sometimes I drop, dip you back down and bring you back up a few times during the show on purpose uh, and make it look like I did it. Uh, and that's to get rid of the people that aren't ready yet. When I dip back down and go into politics, they turn me off. And then I bring the rest of you back up who, uh, who stay around. And so if you stay around long enough, you see that I do that over and over in the show. So the, if it bothers you that I do politics, just wait a second. It's like, it's like being addicted to cigarettes. If you can wait five minutes, the addiction goes away. If you wait that five or 10 minutes that I harp on politics, you realize I pull everybody out of that spot and that's what I'm doing. Uh, and so what happens is I get rid of the trolls by doing that. And then I keep people that are, that are more spiritually minded and you guys will hang on for a little bit longer. I, and a lot, you know, I know that the attention span is about three and a half minutes. So for those of you who stayed here for more than 45 minutes, you guys rock all, all the way around the board. All right, guys. <laughs> See, Denise says she likes when I ramble. Uh, that's when you find out the really good shit, truthfully, is when I, when I go on to the parables and I start giving you that information. That's why I do that. I get rid of the trolls, and then I hit you with information that you go, holy fuck, I'm glad I stayed around for that. And then sometimes I'm channeling that stuff and don't realize I'm doing it. When I go back and listen to me, I go, holy shit. I didn't realize I said that. Pardon my, my cussing here. But I go, wow, that was brilliant. That wasn't even me because I don't even remember saying it. I channeled that. That does happen, right? All right, guys. I love you guys. Uh, share this out, share this out, share this out. Next week on Friday, uh, question 2.4. We will continue until it'll be every Friday uh, until we get through all 106 sessions. Sometimes it'll take me three hours uh, to get through one session. Sometimes it'll take 15 or 20 minutes. It just depends on the content, how many questions I have, and how important I think each lesson is. And I, I encourage you guys to go on your own and listen to this stuff and read this stuff as well, because you're going to find that you might find stuff in there that I'm not even uh, finding. And then I would love to hear that stuff from everyone that has a different take than me. All right, guys, have a great night. And I will see you on Wednesday uh, for uh, Skull Island. And then as we get closer uh, on the first, which is uh, I think it's next Friday. It's either next Friday or the Friday after that, because today's the 24th, so seven days from the 24th. Yeah, so I think it's next Friday. So Friday, next week, I'll be doing a show at, at um, 
Uh, let me put that back up on the screen for those of you who missed the uh, advertisement uh, in the beginning. We have an exclusive on Ancient Aliens Worldwide. You have to join the group to see this interview that I'll be producing. You'll only see me for a couple of minutes or hear my voice while we start the show. And after that, I will be only producing the show because uh, it's my group that I created. But um, but Mandy Wilson will be doing the uh, interviewing and she is the person who runs Ancient Aliens Worldwide uh, and and uh, hires all the people that do the job there. The entire admin group for the uh, close to 300,000 members. Um, that group was the very first ancient aliens group created on Facebook. And I have permission from the History Channel and Giorgio Sukalos and those guys to do it. And I've never gone anywhere. <laughs> and all those guys are, are uh, uh, members of the group. Uh, but it'll be 11 a.m. Pacific time, North America, uh, 2 p.m. East Coast time, GMT, 7 p.m. GMT time. Uh, and uh, 4 p.m., 4.30 a.m., I'm sorry, in India. You can figure out where in the world you are tuning into the show, but you have to join the group, Ancient Aliens Worldwide, on Facebook to watch that video. We will air it afterwards, but it won't be live if you want to. There will be, um, I don't know exactly what, but they said something about book signing and things like that going on, so there might be a contest again this time. Last time we gave away a couple of books uh, for, uh, for the uh, author, uh, so I'm not exactly sure what they got uh, going on. Uh, the producers, uh, uh, his producers talking to to our people uh, have figured that out. But I, I was just told today that but there might be there will be book signing. So uh, I don't know what's going on with that. But the book has not actually been released yet. Uh, and it is uh, you can see it there right on the screen. Uh, so that book will be discussed. And I've, I've been told that it's going to be more than one. Uh, interview because uh, of the content that Gary is going to be talking about is going to be a lot and that the information in that book is going to be a lot. So July 1st, 2022, Friday, and uh, that will be 11 a.m. Pacific time, North America. Uh, that, that will be live, an exclusive video where, where Gary will be talking about his newest book that I don't even know the date that it's going to be um, it's going to be coming out, but, uh, it, but the, the, cause they keep changing the date. They did the same thing last time and pushed it back uh, a little bit, but he's going to be talking about, it. it's going to be really exciting. Join the group, make sure that you're there. There's, we have a thing up so you can click on it and saying you want to be uh, there to watch it. Last time we did that uh, not too long ago, uh, we had a ton, a ton, a ton of people live. You get to ask questions live if you're live. Otherwise, you only get to hear it in reruns. All right, guys. So I love you guys. Uh, I guess I could turn on my camera for a second so you guys can see my ugly mug there, right? Unshare my screen, turn my camera on and say hello, right? Um, oops, I didn't turn my camera on. I hit the button there. There we go. There's my ugly mug if you've never seen my face. Those of you listening on the MP3 file, you never get to see my face anyway, right? All right, guys. I love you. Have a great day. Uh, I'll see you guys next week.